Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Late night. What's up, Chalky? Do you remember Fuel TV? Dude, of course I remember Fuel TV. Fuel was epic. I know it is. But I have some exciting news. And what's up? Fuel TV is back. What? It's so sick. Yeah, back and better than ever. And they are the newest sponsors of the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Yes, I love it. Thanks, Fuel. You know what the best part is? Of course I do. You can now get Fuel a whole bunch of different ways. You can subscribe to their new app called Fuel TV Plus and get their entire library of shows like Built to Shred, Danny and the Dingo, and Drive Through, and also their 24-7 channel, all commercial free. To subscribe, just go to plus.fuel.tv and download the app. The other way you can watch is Samsung TV Plus channel 1179. That way is free and includes the better than ever fuel TV that we all know and love. Skate, snow, and our favorite... Surfing. Surfing. Wow, Lyndon, that's pretty awesome. Really pumped. Hell yeah, it is. Welcome back, Fuel. Welcome back, Fuel TV. Foo Wax. The wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And Chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Foo Wax, the best wax in the game. Foo Wax. Bonsai balls. They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck. They also get their honey from a and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn! They've got seven locations. And download the Bonsai Bowl app to skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl, healthy, delicious. Caliente Southwest Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com. Or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it, I've had it. It's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing, only 100 calories, all organic, no sugar, also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland hard seltzer. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Welcome. Holy smokes. I don't even know how I'm going to get through this uh, intro right here because it's about a paragraph long. But one of the greatest surf filmmakers of all time, right here, 
as a production company, it's directed music videos, documentaries, commercials. He's won multiple awards. He's been voted Surfers Magazine's 25 most powerful people in the industry. That's crazy. And what about Waves Magazine? Top 10 most important people in surfing. Holy shit. Entrepreneur and he, I don't even know. Let's check every box there is. Welcome to the show, Taylor Steele. Wow. I don't think he's ever worked that hard on an intro, bro. I think he's uh, well, definitely yeah. repaying you for helping him. I owe you a name from I owe you everything, bro. Thank you for letting me. Let me be a part of your deal. Uh, well, thank you letting me be a part of your guys' deal. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll try to get some JLR stories from the late night days. There's definitely some of those. <laughs> I don't think, if, if it wasn't for Taylor Seal, would late night be around? Oh my gosh, you're a jerk. I'm, I'm being serious. Like <laughs> I think late thing. night would be around, but maybe not the pro surfer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you know what I mean. Because yeah. Benji, Benji came up with that name, right? He did, yeah. Okay, so... That's yeah. what I'm saying. If you weren't hanging, if Taylor wasn't making the movies, yeah. and Benji wasn't I hanging was up, out, and, and we we brought this up before. I was the last one to bed, and usually first one up. You know, trying to rally, always driving, Boy Scout, like let's go, you guys. Yeah, got to put your time in. So you have to thank Taylor yeah. for not only your career, yeah, even your nickname. Yeah, no, it was uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing about me. I mean, no. yeah, but thank you. Uh, you know, a little bit more on Jay. Um, you know, like, part of the thing with who would be cast for the films was, like, yes, they had to have A-level surfing talent, but they also had to flow with the crew and be, like, fun to hang out with, and, yeah. and you'd want to travel with them. Yeah. There's some amazing surfers that were just nightmares to travel with, and they didn't get part of their team. Yeah. And so Jay brought that energy and then some, and so it made it super easy to... I was low-maintenance. Yeah. Throw, low, being low-maintenance is a big thing. But, but easy. So we could tell that uh, the people that make, didn't make the cut, they got a small little cameo clip. <laughs> they were done. <laughs> they were probably surfing uh, up the, the, during the same session and not traveling with the crew. Well, it, it's got to be the hardest because you don't want to make a three-hour surf movie. you got to keep the content like tight. And how many great surfers are I? I was fortunate, man. Thank you, for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, the, yeah. Going on that, you know, like I have my brother and I have all these people that would shoot and I wouldn't necessarily put them in the movie. And so you have to earn your, your clips. So yeah. as much as I would love to like just hook up my friends, you have to get it too. Yeah. So that's the hard part. And that's what Jay did. Definitely. Hey, if you don't go pull out a backside three air 360, then um, your clips, your, <laughs> your, your section's getting clipped. No pressure. Yeah. Well, before yeah. we start talking about the momentum generation. Let's yeah. talk about where and when Taylor Steele found the love of surfing. Oh well, um, so I started. I started when I was super young. My dad I, was a really good surfer. He was, you know, pretty much sponsored back in the day. Um, really? Yeah. And so he was from LA. He moved down to Lacadia when he was nineteen, and lived down here and then so he had me at 21 and that sort of deterred any sort of career career or travel plans really and he, he started roofing from there but when I was young he had goals for me to be like sort of a pro surfer you know or sort of take the take that course and so he got me surfing at two but um, the technique that he used I didn't think was that good like teaching my kids how to surf 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I've, I've learned better techniques. He, what we, he would do is just push me on the board and let me go. And, you know, you fall off that way and you're underwater and it was just wasn't that fun doing yeah. that. Yeah. And so, like, I now ride on the back of the board and ride with the kids when they were right. young and so to make sure they didn't fall. So I fell off a bunch and was like caught them under my board a couple of times and just was scared of yeah. surfing. And it was hard boards. It wasn't, there it was, was, it wasn't it was soft tops. No soft tops, yeah. yeah. And so I just took, a, I was over it and I didn't want to go to the beach anymore, which drove him crazy. Like, what? At two years old, you're going to get Yeah, traumatized. from like two to whatever, ten. like 10, I was just over it. Yeah. And then... Um, a little too early, Dad. <laughs> you know, if, if maybe the technique was different, maybe there was hope on it. But like, um, anyways, one of my friends started doing it at 10 and got, and he just came by our house and was like, Look at all these surfboards. Can we go surfing? You know, like so. So there was a break, like a long break, a huge break. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It must have drove your dad bananas. Yeah, completely <laughs> drove him bananas. And he he actually was so like both my parents surf. My mom surfs, and they both surf today. Cool. You know, they all on shortboards, and they're super into it. So surfing was a big deal in our house. Yeah. And so the fact that I didn't even like the beach at that point, and I was just over it, was like. Drove him crazy. Yeah. So when my friend showed up and was like, oh, look at all these surfboards. Let's go surf. And I was like, sure. Yeah. And we went surfing. He like actually snuck and like watched us surf from like the oh. bluff because he was so pumped. So I'm sure he got teary eyed. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's like, yes, finally again. <laughs> yeah. He's like, why is he taking off on little insiders? I had him. Yeah. I was pushing the overhead waves <laughs> at four. Yeah. So yeah. Did your, do you have a little brother or is your older brother? Little brother. Okay. Yeah. Was he into surfing or? He was sort of a late bloomer as well. Okay. Um, yeah, he was a late bloomer, and then he really got into it when all the pros started coming by the house, and mm. like he, because he's four or five years younger than me. Okay, and so um, he would just see all the all the guys staying at our house. Yeah, and just, he would get well, hand me down. Before we get to to there, yeah. so back to you at ten years <laughs> yeah, old. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, who did your dad? Who was your dad sponsored by? Um, some surfboard companies, and he, they. They flew him to Hawaii, like, and stuff. Damn. So, like, he was, yeah, he was... Uh, so, he was worthy. Yeah, I, you know, like, who, he would probably be, like, a C-level pro, I would imagine. But, like, still, but, you know, like, back then, to get yeah. free boards and be yeah. traveling, yeah. and it's, he well, was good. He was that's a, good a cool thing to learn about you, that your, your dad was a surfer, too, and he was that, you know, yeah. that good. Yeah. I don't think many people... You know, know that. Yeah. Especially in that yeah. generation. You know, now totally. obviously you got a bunch of, you know, 
pro surfer dads that have, you know, totally. because back then even the top guys weren't making much money. Yeah. You right. know, we've talked to guys that were, you know, Man Breezy and all these guys yeah. that were telling us that we had to sell boards and shape boards <laughs> and, you know, sling product yeah. and, you know, just to get to the next stop. It's, you know, a whole different world. Now. Yeah. Well, like, like, yeah, our, our family was a surfing family. My mom served. She surfed with me pregnant till like six months. That's so crazy. Um, they would go on surf trips when I was young, like two to probably, you know, to now actually. But like I'd be on surf trips down in Mexico on these dirt roads going down like these empty roads to try to find waves and dead end and then come back out. But like I remember that before I even started surfing. Adventures. Adventures. Yeah. I like that. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. yeah. That probably give you inspiration down the line too of what you know a surf excursion felt like and looked like. I mean, that, that was yeah. all of our childhood. You know, Mexico yeah. was super safe and easy to get to. You yeah. didn't need passports, and Back it was then. just loose, and you were safe to go camp anywhere and pull up. And totally. I mean, where was the first place that you guys traveled to, like Hawaii or like? Uh, we would go to Cabo every Cabo. year, and Cabo was like a thatch hut little thing on the runway, you know, the airport, and. Um, <laughs> He, I remember like we'd go in April and you'd always look at the full moons because it's like before surf reports and we'd go every full moon in April <laughs> wow. and plan it out and we'd always get waves. That's epic. <laughs> so yeah. that, the Almanac, Almanac and the, uh, the, yeah. the Thomas guy yeah. and yeah. no surf yeah. line and, back then. And, and it was like the, the, <laughs> the calendars that had the, the tide charts and full moons and stuff is what we used. That's crazy. Um, so 10 years old, you got back into surfing. Yeah. Did it finally connect with you? And you're like, yeah, surfing's my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Then from right around that time, we moved from Lacadia to Solana beach. Um, and, and a lot of my, I had a group of friends that were the same age that surfed and, you know, from junior high and we'd all walk down the beach together, like a pack of like six of us. And we would just surf. Um, seaside every day after school is like where we meet up and then it's just sort of like that sort of like community and like um, you know competition and just like vibe was what I fell in love with nice yeah. so did you start uh, surfing competition uh, first, just first off yeah sidebar we're drinking Taylor's tequila it's called Salento Salento organic tequila 100% agave uh, we're drinking Blanco? Yeah, we're drinking Blanco right now. It's yeah. freaking delicious. Thank you. And we're at his home in Lucadia. Solana Beach. Solana yeah. Beach. Yeah. Uh, pretty Cheers. awesome. <laughs> Cheers, guys. <laughs> Cheers. All right, sorry. Um, so you get, you're with a group of kids around 10. Was yeah. there anybody um, you know, on a higher level that you looked up to? Who was your like Rat Pack? Yeah, our Rat Pack was like... Um, you know, none of them were really went too far. There was Jeremy Somerville, who was uh, yeah. a couple years younger than us, that yeah. was in that group. But um, really, it, going to that's from school. But when you go to show up at Seaside, then you have like Brad Gerlach, Colin Smith, um, Doug Silva. Yeah. They were all surfing there every day, so yeah. you saw the level where it could be. And then they're like, like a generation above you, though. Huh? Yeah, probably like three or four years older. And then. Then Rob would start, after this PSA contest, Rob started surfing Seaside, and then he, he, you know, like, we became friends, you know, at like 12. Wow. So did, uh, what was your first surfboard? 
First surfer was a Jensen. And it's a local shaper from around here. Oh, wow. Yeah. We have a Jensen in Huntington, too. Yeah. Yeah. This is Jack Jensen. So. Nice. Yeah. yeah. What was it? A thruster? It was a thruster. Um, I actually think uh, the first board, that was the first board that was really like Made mine. You, yeah. Your size. My everything. size. Everything. But the first board that I had was a Dick Brewer twin fin that I wish I had. Wow. It had a really sick uh, concave bottom, like almost like, a, you know, channel bottom. And yeah, it was a nice little. Yeah, form. it's funny to, to think back because that's like late '80s, early '90s, right? Yeah, yeah. And and the boards of that day transitioning to the right ballet slippers, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of 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 surfboards that yeah, was like surf- boards have really changed. I mean, you look at them from a distance and you see people surf you're like wow people are ripping but when you actually go hold them and look at them yeah, yeah. they're a lot different they're like, they <laughs> suck yeah i have some old ones here and i pick them up and be like what is this so, yeah what, who the, the hell nose is this? the weirdest on them yeah. nose are weird that the fins like you know they're not canned out they don't have like the right you know yeah. foil or anything yes yeah. yeah yeah back in the 80s though those boards are probably uh, closer to the what we ride now yeah then the thicker thruster with the bolt boxy rails flatter flatter yeah yeah so did you start doing competitions just like surf pe stuff i mean i mean surf team for the like junior high and and high school but you know like it wasn't i i wasn't good enough to really like take that yeah and at that i i actually started videoing at the same time like early early like 12 i was videoing we would really we would take turns me and my friends would take turns every 30 minutes. We'd switch to a new person. So we'd get three people and we'd just do 30 minute sessions. You pick like first or second or third and then you just rotate. Rock, paper, scissors. Okay, who's going yeah, out first? Yeah. So when it's glassy and who's going to get it later? Yeah, so two, people, two people are surfing, <laughs> one's on the beach. So you have a good hour you know, to surf. What, what kind of camera was it? Um, it was, what was it? It was, it was eight, um, these eight tapes, like they're not eight millimeter, it's just eight, digital eight, and then there was high eight, and then it went to DV tapes. But these were just the eight ones before they went to high eight. Which and was who high introduced eight. you to it? The parents just bought uh, a, a camera for, for, the family? for the family, but more for my dad really wanted to watch himself surf. And like, he, he never really got to because I took the camera. <laughs> I didn't video him, so. <laughs> You hijacked it. <laughs> yeah, I hijacked it. He served a different break. Yeah. yeah. Was, was it, um, like, did you guys just, did it just so you could improve yourselves? Or, like, what, how, how, like, what was it? Well, we were watching surf movies. You know, we were watching the Chris Bystrom ones and the Wave Warriors. And, um, you know, those, those movies from the, you know, the free ride. And the earlier ones would be, like, in their mix too, but it was mostly Chris Bystrom is yeah. uh, beyond blazing boards. Gosh. Sure. And, and we just wanted just to sort of like make our own version of that okay, together. So, so we were like, I wasn't, I would do the editing of it. I was just super, I was like a super fan of surfing. Yeah. Like posters but, on my wall. Yeah. Watched every movie. I think that's all of us at this table. Yeah. yeah. Super fan of surfing. Yeah. At that age, for sure. Oh and, and you know, yeah, you look up and you just you, you see these these gods like ripping big waves and exotic locations and yeah. your little bubble San Diego, my little bubble was HB and you know like yeah. 
you, you know, you looked out into the world like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go to those places. You know, that was probably the most inspiring thing about those movies. How yeah. amped did you get to <laughs> when you watched Beyond Blazing Boards and that song? Like when that song came on, Untouchables, Wild Child. Oh my gosh! How how amped did you get? No, it was beyond. You know, like it's beyond, especially like Aki Air and all. Yeah. You know, like there's so many things. Like I like my my memory was so clicked into surfing because I was so into it. Like I could remember airbrushes and all like like the littlest comment and everything in the magazine that was out. I would remember it. Cool. And like in school, I would I would couldn't remember anything. Yeah, like, you know? <laughs> it's what you apply yourself. Yeah, to, it's right? what you were interested in. So yeah, but yeah. So you guys started early. You started your like filming, making movies early. Twelve mm-hmm. years old. That's crazy. And, yeah. and what was what was like the editing process like? It was VCR tapes, to VCR like tape. VCR tape, yeah. and hit pause, record, and yeah. then you'd lay all the clips down. Then you lay the music down last. And yeah. you would be stoked if things really lined up, but you just were little, guessing. Yeah. <laughs> but they were little copies of like, um, probably most copying like the early Wave Warriors, because that was an easy format to copy. Yeah. You know, like one person, one song, you know, yeah. sections. So. One person, one song finished, and then next on to the next, next guy. Yeah. 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 What, was the, what was the first... Um, movie called that you put together what'd you label it? I think it was called Seaside Seaside movie. yeah yeah. and then I did Seaside and Beyond then I did One Step Beyond then it sort of went so okay <laughs> what how, what I'm, sh- I'm sure your friends were like fuck man this is cool you know film me film me and then when was the day when you decided to make a Seaside like how did that come about you're like yeah Hey, we're having fun. Like, that's really good content. Yeah, like, like, luckily, Seaside had all these pros and, and all these aspiring pros too. That were there's a and Gromit's like there was like Jeremy and Colin Blackshaw and Rob and all these guys that were surfing there. Um, Seth Elmer. Um, what year was this? This is probably '86 through '88. Holy 88. shit! Yeah, that way back then. Yeah, Seaside. Yeah. Fuck, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So. Then, then like, um, and you were how old, probably? Well, I've been fourteen when I made the movie. Yeah. Oh my, that's pretty young. Yeah, but you know, it's not that good. I know, but still, like, my, uh, I have a twelve-year-old, right? Yeah. Evie's twelve. I don't see her two years down the line. Well, I bet she could. She's a smart kid, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all it's all about your interests and your passion, right. and and if that's what you are doing every day, and you're watching the videos, and you know you you're gonna make something. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was lucky. My group of friends were always like wanted to be making stuff. Like they were silk screening shirts, and I was like making the videos, and we were like sort of yeah, like, a good click of uh, creative, yeah, a good people. creative people around me that yeah. were doing stuff, and then. Yeah, I just was, I was that much of a surf fan that I wanted to make sick stuff. So, Seaside. So, yeah, like, the what sort of motivated me was, like, um, one, I was already trading footage for, like, board shorts from these sponsored pros. Oh, wow. So, like, I was, like, get clips of them, and they'd be like, hey, I need that for my demo reel to go to the trade show or something you know like make a little yeah yeah to make a little thing so that i'm like well you you 
board shorts here or $20 here or like, you Look know. at you, early <laughs> entrepreneurship. So, so were you doing the edit? You're handing them like, hey, here, here's just, your five or three or yeah, 10 he, ways. Here's your 10 ways from it. You Sick. Know, like, That'll be three board shorts <laughs> and a... So it was like that a little bit. You know, like not everybody even had those sort of promos. So there was like a, probably five incidents where that but happened. still, that must have been pretty awesome. I was stoked on that. And then, um, <laughs> and then it was like... Um, that was sort of like still pretty raw. Like Seaside's pretty raw. It's yeah. pretty much like me having a section and my two friends having sections. Yeah. You know, like that was... Did you then, have like a script in your head? There wasn't a script, but like it was just like copying whatever was done at that time. Like mm-hmm. I, I think we used some like Huda Gurus and yeah. we used like song. We used you, knew, you knew a couple of songs. You just had to make it as long as the music. Yeah, we were just trying to make it feel like those buys from movies at yeah. the time you know cool. like and so just copying that so there's no script on that but then when, when it sort of elevated was I uh, in I had video productions class and the first year I took it uh, you know I was so shy that I, I really didn't exert myself and I got like a C in that class is this high school yeah okay and then for my next one I was able to make a independent project for the whole year and that's when I made C7 Beyond and that's when I really sort of like Got into it. Teacher's yeah. like, whoa, really, really jumped. Really <laughs> took it up and not. He was a surfer, so it helped. But yeah, yeah. like, like um, that that one won an award for the school. It like, and it, it got a lot of attention. And, and, and did they play it in class or in like the, the theater? Like they you know, well, there's an award show where they played yeah. it. But yeah, but it was like 40 minutes. It was like proper length surf movie. And um, it, like some of the local surf shops actually bought it and would rent it out. Sick. So it was like. It, it sort of gave me a taste of it. Yeah. I made a commercial in high school. Did you? Yeah, I was on Surf Wax called Super Glue. <laughs> Super Glue? Super Glue. I don't even know. Super Goo. Super Goo. Was it wax? Yeah. Yeah. So me, me and my friend, yeah, we had, to, we had to do a commercial for our business class or whatever, and I, we did it on Surf Wax. We filmed each other and came in waxed, and it was pretty <laughs> awesome. What was your grade? A plus, still. Oh, sure. Was it a Mad Wax no, no, ripoff? No. no, I wish. Yeah, no, we didn't travel anywhere. We just started shooting Huntington. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, Seaside and Beyond, you sold it to surf shops. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, but not many. Just like four local, four local places, and yeah. they would rent them out. And we probably only had like ten copies of that movie actually yeah. made, and they're all like copied from VCRs. That's kind of. A rad accomplishment, though, you know, in high school. Yeah, yeah, like, like it was sort of. Was your parents like, "Oh, you're doing pretty cool here"? Uh, I don't think they thought that. We, was, no, nobody thought it was there a was. Hobby. Nobody thought there was anything with it. It was like I was always doing art stuff around that drawing or um, painting or doing things. So like, it just felt like in that same medium, and it was never really like a career. Mm. And back then, it was like there was like. Rip Curl movie, Billabong movie, Chris Bystrom, and Wave Warriors. Like, there was, like, four movies on the shelves. Yeah. And, and you know, two of them were pretty slow-mo and pretty boring. Yeah. And then, then you know, like, Bystrom and Wave Warriors were, were like, stuff I liked. Yeah. yeah. So. T- TNA and Big Barrels and Wipeouts. <laughs> yeah. I know. The formula, the, the, the script for the old movies was like, okay, we got to have a Wipeout scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to have a bikini scene. Totally. We got to have a little bit of skateboarding in yeah. it. Yeah. You know, yeah. every single one, you, like, look back at them, 
like holy shit, they did the same shit every single time. But but not I mean, every single time. But but, but what that was our day, you know? Like, yeah. That's what we were exposed to, and that's what we all liked, and yeah. that was what was fun and what was relative. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mine mine emulated those, but I probably took out the bikini scenes because my mom surfed and I knew she'd be watching. <laughs> and so, like, it was it was everything else was in there. Yeah. 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 It, You're like, a good son. Yeah. You're a good son. <laughs> yeah. Per per. <laughs> Just um, so. How, how long between these movies? Like Seaside, every, Seaside every, every year. year. So, every year, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then obviously the, I mean, the biggest first movie was Momentum, right? No, I, I made one before then, and, and it's called One Step Beyond. One Step Beyond. I've heard of One Step Beyond. And, and I, I what, this one, you know, like, I started junior, junior college, and I was doing a semester junior college, and then... I made one step beyond. One step beyond, I went to Hawaii for like a week, and the rest was just local. Yeah. And it had all those. It had Johnny Boy had a section, um, Gerlach had a section, and then Rob had a section, but the rest were pretty unknowns. Uh, Excuse me. It, so was, was this when you showed up on the North Shore and met Benji, or is that after? No, that's, that's after. That, okay. Yeah. So Shane actually has one wave here in that, in one step beyond, but like I didn't know anybody. Just except, Rob. Rob and Kelly, I yeah, yeah, and Kelly had a section too. Um, and and so then I just loaded up my car and I just drove to all these surf shops and I tried to sell one step beyond, and it was really grainy, rough. I, my camera wasn't that great even for it. It was a very consumer camera, and so most shops like just bought one to be nice. Yeah, you know, like oh, we'll support this little kid. Like yeah, I, yeah. I would have been just eighteen. And so um, most bought it, but the ones that didn't, I I definitely like held a grudge. Yeah. With it, you know, like so when the next one came Who out. Who would? And momentum too. That was the same thing. But like, yeah, that that one. So that that was your first like full fledged. I'm gonna make a movie and sell it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How many copies do you remember? Like. So like. Uh, did the, you make them as needed, or did you say, "Hey, I got to save money. I had to make like." I think we made a thousand to start okay. and like you know like my parents loaned me some money to to, to do that and then um, it wasn't a huge investment it was probably like five thousand like all in but it was you know still a lot still a lot yeah <clears throat> I'll take five thousand right now yeah exactly um, <laughs> and you know having mixed success in the in the in California but I think we got one in Huntington Surf and Sport, and I probably bought it, bro. You probably did. <laughs> and, and via that account, um, a Japanese just maneuver line, someone in there bought a copy and then bought the rest of ours from us. Yeah, so we'll give we'll give we'll give we'll give you credit on that. Thank you. <laughs> you know, he he, he felt bad. He's a little kid, you know, eighteen, struggling. You know, I thought we we just clear out the shelf for you. That's so funny. Yeah, so they bought the rest, and then that was sort of like the money to make momentum. That's crazy. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, so so you did all the sales yourself in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. You you put a box in your car, drove up and down the coast. Drove to Santa Cruz. Had a Thomas Brothers. And went to pay phones and ripped out the, the surf shop section. <laughs> you hear this, kids? That's that's called taking the bull by the horns and doing it yourself. And then I would drive. I started in Santa Cruz and drove down. And I um, wow. 
and just hit every surf shop I could find and and walk you walked in and just like complete cold call or cold whatever entry and just put the movie in and and you like it buy it yeah yeah, yeah, and usually they bought one, and then that there was some reorder. So, were you like saw the movies in shop and looked like? Did you price it below? Did you even look at like pricing, or how did you even come up with what was? I think back then everything was twenty nine ninety nine. I so think I, just so. went, I went with that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. You just like I'm. A, I'm just gonna stick to whatever is there. I'm gonna fifteen go. for twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, buy it for fifteen dollars. So yeah. Um, we didn't give any breaks like Japan ordered like like probably 800 of them and they asked for a break and we're like no breaks yeah yeah. Maneuver so, Line, Maneuver uh, Line. Uh, became your distributor they did and that's they were awesome. my distributor they're still my distributor to, to this that's day awesome. that's awesome so yeah. cool yeah yeah so, so so what was your feeling after you came back off that from Santa Cruz back to Solana Beach were you were you it's, were you like stoked or were you deflated? Did you like, I made, I made my parents back and... I wasn't able to pay my parents back on that one because I put that money into momentum. And so like for me it was like, all right, I'm going to take a break from school and I'm going to give it a go and if this doesn't work, then I'm going back to school. So that was my whole sort of mindset of like... So, sorry to interject, but how many did you go to Santa Cruz with and how many did you come home with? Um, I think I loaded up the car with as many that would fit in my truck, which would be probably a thousand would fit in there easy. I try to remember the size of the boxes. And I probably came back with 800. Not bad. Yeah, you know, like, but it's like- How many shops do you think you hit? um, How many shops on the West Coast back then? There's probably more shops or no, I don't know. I would say I probably hit a hundred. Nice guesstimate. Yeah. And a lot of shops. Almost everybody bought at least one. Yeah, I would say a lot of them did. And then, um, you know, like some shops just don't have a video section. Yeah. You know, so then other shops would buy three or something. You know, like it was one of those things. But 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 the ones that did have it, you know, there was a TV running. They usually had like a little hangout for the like after school groms or just background noise and. Did, did you um, kind of have a, a spiel? Like a sales pitch? No. <laughs> <laughs> and did you, gotta, you develop hey, one? Hey, this, right? this guy, yeah. Kelly Slater and Rob Machado, you know who You got to understand how shy I was. Making videos was a way for me to actually like, you know, connect with people because I was so shy. Yeah. So going in and selling, like thinking about now, like, uh, you know, like that was a big step for me, but it was like one of those things I really wanted to do at that bad that I just did it yeah you know like and and like facing your fears and, and getting in front of them and just be like I'll never know if I don't don't do it it was I was just that much committed to doing it that I did there was no I was gonna do it yeah no it's, I think it's awesome you know 18 19 years old making a video and then hustling it yourself yeah. right yeah. like yeah yeah like the reason well ongoing like we got offers from people to distribute our movies but we turned that down because oh yeah who was that there was a couple different yeah VAS VAS was in the play there was a bunch of different ones and they just wanted too much 
percentage percentage yeah. so it was more than 50 percent to the distributor so wow. it was like it was a lot so that's bullshit yeah <laughs> well yeah i i just i just Here, uh, let me bend over for you guys yes yeah <laughs> so yeah we ended up doing everything and that's sort of like what a lot of life lessons are from just doing all the right of right so so after one uh, sorry so after one step beyond momentum yeah okay yeah and then you 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 came back from your santa cruz all the way down trip you're like i think i can do this mm-hmm. i'm gonna take some time off of school yeah i'm gonna make another surf movie yeah improve the camera and then started started filming and, and you told your parents and your parents were like yeah they were supportive that like that's the one thing is they're like you know, to go back, they were always worried about me not being motivated to do stuff. Like, I liked surfing, but I wasn't good in school, and I didn't really have any, like, sort of, like, career things that they could see me going into, because I wasn't, I didn't have that desire. Yeah. And so, the fact that I was that into videoing, like, that I was doing all this stuff, they're like, oh, we'll support you, because you're, like, you're You're stepping out of your comfort zones, and they are watching you do that. Yeah. You know, taking those chances, and and I'm sure they're like, "Fuck, I'm yeah, let's make Taylor." You yeah, know, keep them going, keep them going. going. Like poor cool. specimen came from the fact that D- dad's like, you know, I never thought he was gonna be a preserve, but dang, look at these kids he's hanging out. They're ripping. <laughs> yeah. You're my son. I never had. <laughs> Kelly, come over here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, the poor specimen was like named because I'd be on the couch and I'd have allergies. And so he, my dad's like, get off the couch, you poor specimen. Shut up. And so that's how Your I, dad came up with the name. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So that's so you formed said. poor specimen after One Step Beyond? Or? Poor specimen was since day one of videos. Okay. Like I have these old tapes from before even making production and it'd be like look like a thing and like written out like on a vcr like poor specimen productions copyright <laughs> and they're just like so dad movies. came up with poor specimen that's awesome yeah. it was it a nickname or he just was the only one that like no he was it was a nickname like come yeah. on poor specimen get out there and do do some chores or whatever i like it and and so he later he wrote like on a card which is pretty funny he's like you're the only person that could make poor specimen a good thing <laughs> <laughs> true right <laughs> So, so you, you, you finished One Step Beyond, you're, you come up with Momentum, why did, how did you, and why did you name it Momentum? Well, Momentum was like, after I had the film and I had, we had the sort of theme of like, who I was filming and all these young guys, I just want, I just thought of it like, it's, I wanted to represent the surfers, I wanted to represent the movie of like, you know, it's just the beginning. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, because honestly, you couldn't have picked a better name because, you know, that's what was happening yeah. at that time, yeah. right? Those dudes that you were filming, Machado, Ross Williams, uh, Dorian. Dorian, Slater, like their momentum was starting to peak, yeah. right? Yeah. And I mean, fuck, the that movie. name is synonymous yeah. to... The yeah. generation. Yeah, well, yeah, I wanted it short. Yeah. I wanted the name easy to remember, and I uh, got lucky. Yeah, <laughs> fucking really lucky. Yeah. yeah. So, so did you? You had in your mind the dudes that you wanted to f- keep filming and keep in the. I wanted to film Gerlach, Carol, Aki, Curran, but like they, untouchable. Uh, they, they were. T- 
I didn't know how to get to him or, or how to talk to him or I'd see him at the beach and like try to film him, but like there was no interaction. <laughs> and I was filming with Rob and Rob, you know, like introduced me to Kelly at a young, like 15 and then Shane at, you know, like 16, 17. And all the, Rob just introduced me to everybody because they're all doing the NSSAs and the world contests in Japan and then PSAs together. Mm-hmm. And so he introduced me to his group of friends and they became my group of friends. And it was like, it was just sort of a, it, it became super easy to work with them. And, and I just, it was just sort of a natural. And they were um, probably really stoked to have somebody video. Unlike the, the Carols and Aki's and, and Currency, these guys, if you're there, you can film me. They're not going to go out of their way to like go right. film. These these guys were probably like, "Whoa, this is cool. You're going to yeah. film us." And yeah. Well, that's how I really became good friends with Rob. Is like when he was 12 and I was filming. We were taking turns on the beach. Rob would be out there. We'd film him too. Yeah. He wouldn't. He wouldn't be a part of that rotation, but we'd film him. And and then later he'd be like, "Hey, can I see some of those ways?" Yeah. Because he'd never seen himself on video before. So it's so funny, right? He, um, he would look at it and like look at mistakes that he was doing and like yeah. fix them. Yeah. And, and me watching Momentum Generation, the documentary, um, you guys talk about that how how like how stoked these guys were to watch themselves surf and progress. Yeah. Well, it, it's not just that. Yeah. So when you're in competitions, you elevate your, you know. Your, your ability, your performance, and you're just, it's that more like hypersensitive. Yeah. So you take that 20 minute heat and you throw it into two or three hour surf session about who's going to get the best clip and who's going to get the best wave and then go back and watch it. It just accentuates like that whole yeah. like feeling and that whole push. Yeah. yeah. I can just imagine though, like when you guys finished, you know, a session and, <laughs> and it's Slater and it's fucking, you know, all the boys there and they're like, dude. You were ripping, dude. You were bogging, dude. You oh, were cooking it. Like the how- peanut gallery <laughs> was so gnarly. It was so. And, and that's what I mean. Like you, you go out and then it just riles and pushes each other beyond. Yeah. Like you knew you were gonna watch yeah. that with the with those guys. Yeah, we would watch. There wasn't many sessions that were under like eight people watching that. And that's just a free surf, and it was like watching that free surf. And it, for a filmer, it made pressure on me to not miss a wave. Oh, oh, I was, I, it's one of my questions. <laughs> on like, how stressful would it be? Because because it was just you, just me. Yeah. You, you might have multiple guys up, or you know, splitting the peak, or whatever. And you're, tro- you know, like, did you have to? Well, I got Rob on those three laps, and I forget, you know. Like, yeah, there's like, well, the the viewfinder was really small, and <laughs> it was black and white. And as a magnified Glare. little TV, like that, like they had a little magnifier on this sort of like end the viewfinder. And midday sun, looking in there, you Glare. barely even see something. My eyes would be blurry every yeah. day at the end of it. Um, but like shooting at Oceanside, peaks everywhere. Eight guys out. Well, usually we would show up with probably realistically five guys would be sort of our crew size. And five guys splitting the peaks. <laughs> Yeah, they learn it gets quick. Busy. They learn quick that there's certain hierarchies like yeah. that would naturally form. Yeah. You know, like if if Kelly was going left and the left looked good, you know, and and make, uh, the, make the right call. <laughs> and and uh, you know, this just a Todd Prestige is going right. Like I'm going to film Kelly on that left. Yeah. So the next session, they're going to watch that and they're going to see the bolt take off. Yeah. 
Next session is that way. Todd's not going on that right. Todd's gonna wait for the next wave. Yeah. You know, like so it's just sort of how it worked. Um there was Imagine the conversations afterwards, like, whoa, why did you fucking yeah. Why did you pan right when, when you should have pan left? Yeah, yeah right. I, I've had some awkward conversations for sure. <laughs> Shooting lowers with, with guys splitting the peak. Yeah. I, I remember there's a session that we, the waves were pumping at lowers. And it was not, it was everybody was out, but Knox, Knox was going on the right and Jason Weatherly was going on the left. <laughs> J Dubs. And he kept splitting the peak with Knox the whole session. Yeah. He didn't get one wave when we got home. <laughs> And he's like, it was so easy to get waves, but I didn't get one clip. You know, like, so that's sort of like, yeah. Jason. <laughs> he probably doesn't go left anymore. Big Jim. <laughs> well, it wasn't because he's going left. He was yeah. splitting the peak split with Knox. Yeah. Because um, the lefts were good that day, too. But, yeah, like, there was, there was definitely some sessions that, there were some waves that were missed. And yeah. there was some blow-ups that happened. Like, there was a couple, well, one time in particular that I didn't talk to. Kelly for a couple of days because he blew up so hard on me. He, he seems intense. Slater got mad at you for not getting a wave or something. Well, yeah, he did, but like his comment was something funny, like high maintenance. Like he used to be better. <laughs> Wait, what? He, his comment was like he used to be better. You used to be better. Yeah. At filming. Yeah. <laughs> and so was this in momentum or after? This was for filming for momentum too. I think like the the. the, the <laughs> The crew like saw the results of momentum and they wanted to make their section better for momentum two. So it's like it was it was sort of on momentum two is like when everybody really like locked in. Yeah, yeah. But before we go to momentum two, so momentum <laughs> comes out, it's fucking bananas. It goes Richter. Not, not at not first. Right, not, not right at right first, but it, it, no. Well, so, after HSS put in order. <laughs> So and Japan I, cleared out your inventory. I think I think we seventy five percent of the shops I would say tuck it in, and and twenty five percent didn't. And we toured it with a Billabong promo with Ross, Shane, PK, and Bob Hurley, and we were just like cruising up the coast, sort of to Santa Cruz down. Yeah. And so we we. Cruise down and like Ross was becoming my salesperson at that, and he would be like, "You gotta check out this movie," and they'd be like, "No, we got enough. We gotta get rid of these ones before we even buy anymore." And yeah. He's like, "No, you gotta check it out." Like so, the guys really took ownership in it, which was yeah, awesome. Cool. Yeah, but that's a good tactic right there. Ross wasn't that big a name at the time, though. Like, like it was like six months later that he was a big name. Yeah, you know, so after people saw the movie, after the kids <laughs> started. Sharing it, copying it, yeah, and then like talking about it. Yeah. Did you pull um, any ads in the magazines that promote it? I did. I did one ad in Surfer Magazine. Okay. A full page ad with wow. with reviews from Surfer, Surfing, and Bob Early. Sweet. Yeah. So they were like, "Hey, did anybody go, like tell you like, hey, let you like if you throw an ad in, it's going to help sales, or you just knew? I just hey, that's where everybody knew. Everybody yeah. was looking at magazines, so I figured I needed to do one ad. Yeah. And yeah. the ad was so like, it was uh, Mike Balzer shot a lot of photos back then, and so he would give me photos. Yeah. And he gave me like some shots that were in the movie, and the the ad I, like basically it was a pretty basic ad, but it yeah. had like three photos on it. But that's all yeah. that matters. I mean, yeah. it's getting the name out there, yeah. new movie, like yeah. these guys are in it. And so yeah. how many did you, how many copies do you remember? Oh, on Momentum? Yeah. Well, that's your second 
Yeah. Second movie. Uh, One Step Beyond would be like a thousand, and Momentum would probably be five thousand back then. Okay. Yeah. For, not it, first run, you probably bought. And it took a while. Yeah. It took a while. So yeah. Did Maneuver Line? They were Maneuver Line was consistent at that point. Okay. They'd buy like a thousand right at the gate. You yeah. Know, now. You know. Sick. So yeah, they became like a real like. They covered like a lot of the hard costs. Yeah. And is it still a one man show at that time? Yeah. Everything. Still a one man show. Yeah. Still a one man show. Yeah. God, dude, I, I can't remember if I ever, like, ordered from you, personally. You might have ordered from my aunt or my mom. Okay. Yeah, that was one of my other questions, because I'm like, you're traveling a lot, and you're trying to run distribution, and people, orders had to go out, so I, I remember you, you said, Mom, I didn't know your aunt helped, but I figured yeah. you so, had a few family members. Yeah. So, I, I that's the, um, Momentum was the one where you did, like, the ages, right? Momentum. No, you did like Momentum Two had like Young Guns. And, yeah. And okay. Things, yeah. And then like Age. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. Fifteen days. You still 15, did a lot 18, of Seaside yeah. Hawaii. You did Scorpion Bay. You did. Yeah. Um. So so was that when you met Benji? Um. Slept in front of his house or? That was before Momentum came out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was after One Step Beyond. Benji loved One Step Beyond. And um and then he you know I don't, he got, must have got it from the Malloys when Malloys house back in the day. Everybody would go to Malloy's for the Ventura PSA and sleep on his their floor. And so um, I think Benji saw it there. I might have met him at the... I think I did meet him at Chris's house, um, you know, during the PSA Ventura event. Um, I went up there with Rob, and that was when Rob first got his first Channel Islands board. And, yeah. So I, I met him briefly at that yeah. thing. So. Fuck, he just... I just had a flash in my head of uh, Rob Ryan Sarich. Yeah. 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 And he was killing it on those boards. He was ripping on those. Yeah. For sure. I remember doing a trip. Is he still around? Sarich? Yeah. Sarich is shaping. He has a shaping room out of uh, Rob's parents' house. And he's, he's like, his boards look good. Yeah. Sick. Nice. I remember seeing uh, Benji, Greg, the Malloy brothers, and I don't even know who else. In front of the house, I was. I went to Hawaii. It might have been like spring break or something. Sixteen, maybe my sophomore year. I don't even remember. I was like young, and I went with a couple of buddies from Huntington, and we were surfing. Obviously, pipe back door, and I seen them on the beach with the video camera, and they were taking turns, and I knew them all from surfing the NSSA and stuff, and. Uh, you know, one degree of separation at that time, you know, like that whole like scene. Cause I mean, I didn't really connect with a few of those guys on the Taylor Steele video segment until a few years later. But, yeah. But, yeah. uh, I mean, we all competed. Okay. And this is remind same. me to bring that story up yeah. of, 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 uh, I think we had this conversation unless I made it up in my head. Yeah. But okay. So <laughs> side note, you, <laughs> So mo- momentum, success. Yeah. Um, were you profitable? Like, were you were you starting to make money and and you're? Yeah, I would say momentum. Look, every movie the, per, went into the next one. Yeah, reinvestment in the next one. But that one, I was able to pay my parents back that five grand. And let's see, you know, like they're pretty good profits on those ones. Like um, ten dollars profit, you know, like yeah. per per VHS. Per yeah. So that was like 50 grand I got. And, and you know, like for one person, you know, like an 18 year old kid, that's, yeah. that's good money. Yeah. And so it's a good year's salary. 
Yeah, that works. And so then I paid my parents back and I was able to make a movie. I would say back then it was only my travel costs that I had, which was probably 15 grand. So, Because yeah. what's nice, we always talk about this in the, in the surf culture is like, you know, Rob, you connected with Rob and all these guys because they network on the contests and then they would all come stay at each other's houses. So sleeping on the couch, on the futon, on the floor, whatever was just like, well, I just got to get there. I'll yeah. have a place to stay, That's right. you know? So it was kind of, kind of cool. I mean, it's still the same. Yeah. yeah. But like exactly right. Like they, uh, the crew would stay at my house, um, when they came to California and, and then, um, I would stay at Shane's house on the big Island. I would stay at Benji's house in Hawaii, Kelly's house in Florida. I've slept on, you know, like Malloy's and Ventura, like we just were a pack and we would sleep on each other's floors yeah. wherever you were. But That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And it's funny, like back then, the, there wasn't all these different places you were going to either, right? Like mo- no, most was, of your videos were Hawaii, yeah. California, and maybe... Like Soup Bowls or something. Yeah. Or Soup Puerto Escondido, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. What, what, um, and I know we'll get into music later, but like how at that time... You're pretty young, you're not doing, you know, you're not on the big radar, but you still had to get rights or were you just using like music? Did you call the band? How did you get license and rights for the music? So like, um, let's see, Momentum, Momentum, for example, Greg knew Pennywise, Greg Browning knew Pennywise. He gave me their tape and said, hey, listen to these guys. Gave it to me in Hawaii. And I, I, I liked them. I was already listening to Bad Religion. And so Bad Religion, I drove up to Epitaph in L.A. and met with one of the, I guess, Epitaph's owned by one, one of the Bad Religion members. Wow. And he took me out to lunch and, like, in his, like, hot rod. And, like, we had a lunch. And he's like, yeah, use whatever you want from Epitaph anytime. Wow. So that, and that's what's awesome because... For them, it's not a loss. It's like, dude, this is how, guy. How did you get it's, the number and, and connection? It's on the CD. And you just randomly called them yeah. and said, hey, yeah. uh, my name is Taylor Steele. Mm-hmm. I make surf videos. Yeah. Wondering if uh, I can use your music. Yeah. But, but yeah, come on up here. Let me meet you. Yeah. It's like me and then I'm just a young kid. They're like, all right, well, if you're making millions, then we want some money. But yeah. if you're not making millions, then. And for cool. sure. And, that and that's so, kind of a yeah. cool pay it forward. That is so it's, fucking it's awesome. Also free marketing. And they're yeah. probably looking at like, well, this is surf, their demographics, probably kids, or, and if you know, they watch this, maybe they'll go buy your CDs. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's kind of not that you know, rocket scientist kind of like format, but, 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 still. but then there's people that'd be like, I'm not gonna license it out because you need to pay us. It's like. Yeah, like, like I think on that note, they, they probably, it was probably like how some of the early videos were to some of the surf shops. All right, I'll just take it. You know, just to support this yeah. young yeah. kid. Um, we need that again. We yeah, I, I, I definitely think that that mindset should be like considered. You know, like when yeah. when when people ask for things. Um, but then, like Pennywise released their album, I think like six months before Momentum came out, so their sales were flatlined. And so Momentum came out; they saw like it, the Spike. sales. Spike, like wow, wow. because and you probably only use one or two songs. I use three songs of theirs, and and then you couldn't. That's so rad. But, but then back then you couldn't just buy the one song. You have to have buy the whole album. So yeah. people are probably like, well, if that one or two or three songs yeah. is that good, I'm gonna go buy the whole album. So their album spiked. I don't know what the numbers were, but it, I I think it was like tripled their sales. 
And so they instantly saw I did the. Not. <laughs> Is that what you said? I did not. No, but they instantly saw the value of being in surf and skate yeah. films. Yeah. And so they went like, they were like, Here's and more. they surfed as well. Yeah. So they were stoked. They were stoked at the way it was edited. They were stoked on who was in it. Yeah. And so they came down and they would come and stay in my house too and play pool. We used to have a pool table where we played pool for dishes. So they were part of that. They became part of that circle as well. That's awesome. So a couple things were, were going through my head while you were talking about that. So did the guys pick their songs or did you or like... I, I picked their songs, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, like Kelly and a couple crew, I think Kelly and Ross didn't really like punk rock music. Me and Rob used to listen to Minor Threat and like Fugazi. So we were super like, we were already on that sort of tone. Yeah. But like Ross, like more like Hotel California. No, I think he liked rap. He was super into rap. Really? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, like NWA and stuff. And then Kelly liked Jimmy Buffett in that style. Like, <laughs> so there's always sort of like uh, I don't know about his music. But, yeah. You know, like whatever. You know, like yeah. Once once it became popular, the movies were popular. Then I think they grew to like it, and then yeah. they met the bands and. That helped yeah. as well. How funny is that? That uh, you know, you you want to give them some kind of input, and they they give it, and you're like, no, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, the music just was, take the servant, bro. <laughs> yeah, the music you was ears. the music was where I sort of held my line. But when it came to the editing room, they were in the editing room with yeah. with me, so they were able to sort of like pick that. But I realized like like certain surfers weren't good at picking their waves. They're like, oh, I like that. And like, can you pause it or do something? And I'm like, what do you mean pause it? You can't pause, <laughs> pause a cutback and just like, yeah. yeah. So there was like stuff that I would just, we'd be like, all right, cool. I got your notes and yeah. I'll, I'll take it from here. I'm going to put that in the circular file. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Kelly, this is a really long list. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, it's good that they were involved and saw the process and, you know, kind of. You know, yeah, it was a collaboration of some yeah. sort, even though you were. <laughs> it, it it was a collaboration though. Like the way that I approached it with all of them is like, this is your song. You know, this is like a mini movie on you. Let's make it the best we can. Wow. So like, let's let's, I'll work with you on it, and like, let's look at what we have. We have five good lefts. We need five rights. We need some airs. We need a starting wave. We need an ending wave. We need more combos. Like all like, like. I was probably sort of pushing them to make multiple turns before they were thinking to do like two on a wave that yeah. were really like dynamic. It was more of like setting up for that one. Damn. Okay. And, and probably like choreographing it to the music, you know, obviously, you know, yeah. like, you know, you got to have this, the, the waves and the editing flow with the music too, which I'm sure was pretty, you know, demanding and stressful and like... You know, because, yeah. hey, you need to get this type of wave. I need an eight-second clip to fit in. You know, yeah. like, I'm sure that developed over time. But I remember watching you be like, I, you know, the song's this much. And, you know, yeah. it takes a while to put the puzzle pieces together. It, it's a full puzzle piece, correct, yeah. yeah. And we were pretty on it early with, like, okay, this session, we want to build a little session together so it looks like you're ripping harder. So, like, let's shoot for a month. Wear the same wetsuit, same kind of waves, and like 
that's built on that. Yeah. And so, it, and it's funny you brought that up. Like, I loved watching your movies because yes, you did have Hawaii and you had Perfect Surf, and but a lot of it was in surf that was I it, surf. Yeah, wasn't wasn't like. I'm on a boat trip type thing. Yeah. Later, you got had that. At the beginning, but was, in the beginning, it was like what we all related to. You know, like dudes were ripping in shitty, blown out surf, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Like, you know, Benji doing tail slides, foot off, foot back on. You yeah. know, getting back up, and you're like, "Whoa, that was rad!" And then you see Kelly doing the same thing, and yeah. like wedgie, like south side bowl type waves. You know, and you're like, "Wow, this guy's." You know, yeah, are are bigger than life, ripping harder than anybody in any other video. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what it seemed like. Yeah, well, you know, like it was just taking what I I had uh, access to. You know, I didn't have access to Tom Curran and film cameras. I had access to low-fi cameras with Kelly in Oceanside. Yeah, yeah. you know, like <laughs> let's make the best with what we can. Yeah, yeah. When, I mean, you you kind of started your movies with some sort of skit or off off surfing footage. Was that something you like? People, you got good feedback, or just something you guys want to do regardless? Like because you implemented that and obviously progressed that as like you know, hey, we're gonna add, yeah. we're gonna add some lifestyle slash skits. Well, yeah, I guess like it, it did it a little bit. It was in the beginning. Um, like the boxing scene with Roach and and, and Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> in the bar- in the because barrel. I wanted I wanted to uh, bring that up because that's probably one of the funniest things you've ever seen. He's like, okay, let's go surf. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, nothing against boogie boarders, no. right? But here's, here's a guy that pretty much annihilated and humbled the greatest surfer of all time. But there are kids at the time. This is your I know, day. but it's funny, dude. Yeah. But right? The, great, the what's greatest the surfer of all time. He was, a, <laughs> he was, yeah, he was a Grom, and they were Groms, and yeah, Roach had a freaking whole elbow to wrist, like, reach on. <laughs> yeah, Ro- Roach is taller and lanky and had long arms, for sure. Um, I was friends with Roach all through high school, so we, we used to hang all the time. Where, where was that, here? That was in front of Rob's house. Um, and what was the, uh, like... What was the setup? To yeah, it? what was the setup? It was just like... Rob had some boxing gloves there. And like... And Kelly thought, hey, I'll fucking put these things yeah, on. Yeah, Kelly's just competitive and, and he just thought he would, would do good. But that, you know, like he, he had no experience and just... Did, what, did anybody box before or after? Yeah, I think we had the Doonan Brothers box before. Oh, shit. Nice. I can't remember, but I remember. It, got ugly. It, it was like mayhem. I think uh, for some reason I remember it. Either like it's made up or not, but I, I remember them going at it, and I was just like chaos. But like uh, Kelly's turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they they um, yeah. I don't. I can't remember. I think Kelly sort of like talked Roach into boxing. Roach didn't even want to do it, but he's like, all right, I'll do it because he. He didn't want to get punched in the head either. We're just like kids. And so then it just sort of, yeah, he saw it. Kelly asked so the wrong dude. <laughs> so hey, you want to dance? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So back 
in those days, the movies were all on VHS. For all you kids out there, VHS is, you know, yeah. video home system, by the way. Um, <laughs> is that what it means? I don't even know. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Jay's the investigative reporter. <laughs> um, but you couldn't just skip track to track to track like you do on the CDs or yeah. DVDs and all of that. So you were famous for having a secret video. Mm. Oh, secret, yeah. secret part where, you know, you would roll Was the contents. It was always at the end. You'd roll, you know, roll the um, um, credits. The credits, sorry, at the end, and you know there'd be a little surfing, and then the tape would roll for I don't know a couple minutes left, and then you would have some sort of secret video, which was not not you know I don't know. You didn't advertise it. Nobody knew. It was just something that you did. Look, like I was super into that sort of. I I just liked being like. I just thought of it as a fan. Yeah. Like, what would what would I like to see? Yeah. And so for me, like seeing uh, a little bonus clip, or yeah. even like surfing after the credits, uh, having the credits start like with credits, and then have good surfing and then after. after. Yeah, like a little exclamation. Yeah, it's just like, like more more stuff, more fun stuff. You know, like for me, that was always yeah. I think fun. I. I think the secret video idea came from Nirvana, Nevermind. The CD had a secret little section on it. Okay. Oh, wow. And so I think I got the idea from that. Um, but then, like, I would push those secret videos. I'd put static, and then I'd have it after the static. Yeah. Uh, but I remember for Momentum, it was like, um, the distributor was like, hey, this is going to be, like, 50 cents more to have this much black space. I think it was, like, 10 minutes black space, and then, like, a three-minute thing. And I was like, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I, I think it's cool. Because nobody's, I'm not going to tell anybody about it. It's a secret video. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot and I was stoked when That's I why I'm here, Lyndon. Realize. You, you, you're the brain. I just look good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a good teamwork over here. But. So another thing that I wanted to um, ask you about, like as videos progressed, right? And became more and more important, right? Mm -hmm. To to you and the people that yeah. were in it, and you know, like you said, people were like stepping up, like but but wanting to produce the the best parts, right? But, but did you get feedback from like the store saying, "Dude, I need another movie like soon because we could sell another." Like, how yeah, were, they, yeah. were you getting pressure from like yeah like, people? Are like, like, What's like, the next movie? Like you know, yeah, they they they. You know, like, yeah, they wanted the movies right away. Yeah, um, they wanted they wanted to make dinero. Like, Momentum came out pretty quick after, like, eight months later. Yeah. But Focus, I, I took a year and a half to make. I'm so. on the Reposado. Salento Organic Tequila Reposado. <laughs> um, okay. so, so, Focus took a lot longer, but... You know, you asked earlier, like about the skits. Yeah. Um, as as the whole thing got bigger and sort of more, more of a big deal. Like back then, it was like home movies. It was yeah. almost yeah. like Instagram before Instagram was out. Yeah. You know, like it was our home movies and with surfing that was, you know, shot in there. Um, as it got bigger, I just wanted to make sure that surfing is always treated as a fun thing yeah and so that's where the skits came in for sure and and it was inspired by skate videos those skate videos were always ahead of the curve so um i think the plan b videos had a big influence on me 
Yeah. And so I would look at those and sort of like take what the skating's doing and bring it into surf, but then also make sure it's fun and like yeah. lighter. Yeah. And I mean, it was a perfect combo because most of what we only have, well, you know, you, you, you never really met a lot of these people in person unless you happen to be at that event. The magazines is two dimensional and it's just whatever happened, yeah. you know, and those movies got, it made you feel connected to the surfer a little bit more. It made you laugh. It made yeah. it just like, well, I, I think part of the success and allure of your videos was not only were these guys fucking ripping, yeah. they were funny mm -hmm. and they were uh, relatable, right? Yeah. And they had personality. And you, you gave them personality and you're like, those, those guys are having a blast. Yeah. And, and, you know, that when you, like you said, you, you want to make surfing fun. Yeah. But then these guys are like, oh, they're like, Rob's funny. Like, yeah. and Rob's not a little, you know, he's skinny and, and whatever, but. A guy fucks with them and he'll, you know, trip him, yeah. trip him in soccer. Yeah. You know that that, that yeah. part. You're like, whoa, so Rob's funny. badass. Yeah. He's not no, so he, funny. He's not gonna be a pussy and yeah. take that. He's yeah. freaking... yeah, that, that, that's a good call. That little trip was so good. How sick was that? <laughs> you know, like, and for you to put that in there was like genius because you're like, okay, here's the scrawniest guy on the because like grill. these guys are are, you know. They're, they're the best surfers in the world, right? Yeah. Like, they're, they're the best surfers the in the world the at ones. that time. Mm. And you're like, ah, oh, you know, are they regular people? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you showed, like, a, a side of them that was like, oh, shit, they're just like us. Yeah. That dude's funny. I want to hang out with him, you know? So, yeah. And, and how, did, how did you come up with, like, you know, the focus, the, the all the other movies after? Did you have these scripts, like... Like lined up? Did you talk to anybody? Or is this all in yourself and say, "Hey, I'm going to do this"? Yeah, like you knew the surfers would do anything you said. <laughs> the surfers hated doing the skits, by the way, as they evolved. Did they? Like, the acting part. How much wasted footage did you have? How many outtakes? Come on, <laughs> I'm um, sure it was all burned a lot of film. <laughs> hey, what'd you say? <laughs> English. It's all it's all dubbed in for him. Plus, 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 plus. Yeah, like. I would say the skits were like me pulling teeth because I felt like like it became like I I did all the different elements of it yeah through focus and then after focus I I brought in a filmer and then so me and Pete San Maria would, would you know tackle like getting everybody's footage and as the size of the cr uh, crew grew and so it it felt like so like autopilot that I was like just like like almost like AI could have done it. You know, like it was just like film surfing edit section. It was such a formula. I knew I knew how to do it. I wasn't that inspired by it. So the skits became where I got to get creative in yeah. there and really start. That was to the like, fun part of, of yeah. Yeah. Just like learn how to be a filmmaker really on the on the job. Another cutback, another air, another barrel, another surfer yelling at me. Burp, so burp, burp. <laughs> so where, did you get that good one? Yeah, I, yeah, I got it. <laughs> I wanted to. Um, I lost my train of thought when I, we were talking. And I started drinking more tequila. But the importance of the first and the last part, yeah, in a video, mm -hmm. in skateboarding, that's huge. Well, right. Well, the in surfing, the, the importance on you know the content and or the athlete and or the execution of the like. Yes, the, exactly. Yeah, all all, like, above. all yeah. that stuff. 
Now, Kelly, on the last part, <laughs> every time. Let's talk come, about that. Come on. Um, talk about the last part? The last part didn't become a... Well, let's talk about the first part first. <laughs> so, I, I sort of built it. I had a little bit of a, did, did, a graph in my head. Did you take that from skateboarding, or was that something that... Because mm. in, in, in the old videos, that didn't really... I mean, they had like exciting things to introduce a, a, a movie, right? Yeah. But so, yeah, I think like the first movies, every for Momentum One and Two, my favorite surfer was Tom Curran. So they, Tom Curran always got the first wave. Really? Yeah. I have to look back now. Barrel to Cuddy. Barrel to Cuddy on the first one. <gasps> that famous cutback oh, yeah. shot. On the race Cole? Yeah. Okay. That's okay. that's Momentum's first wave. And Momentum 2 was him in just a big backdoor barrel. But but it's, regardless, like, Curran got the first wave. He also, you know, would I'd find waves of him and put them in, in Hawaii or wherever I got him. So then um, that was sort of established. But the last wave in the opening section was sort of like a prestigious thing. The like, last wave in the opening section? Yeah, the okay. final thing in the opening section that, like, that song's, like, building to... Is that setting up the whole yeah. rest of the movie? And then it's like, bam! Then, in my mind, it reset all the way down. It wasn't like... The opening section was a banger, and then it goes all the way down and sort of works its way back up to the end. And so it doesn't necessarily go, like, a worst section. It's not a straight progression. It's like, there would be... You need some bangers in there. You know, like... I. I, I, Rob had like some sections that should be towards the end, but I put them in the middle to sort of spike it up, you know, like, and then like, I don't know. I had this sort of like map in my head, like I have a graph, like just going up and down. Yeah. Yeah. The but going scale. up, going upwards towards the end. Yeah. And Kelly, it was sort of established that he would be the last section because he, he was already winning. He won a world title when momentum came out. So he was already so far ahead that it was just a given. No one even challenged it. It wasn't like, Oh, I'm gonna fight for that. Like Kelly's sort of like he had that crown. Yeah. It only became a big deal when Bruce got it. Oh. And so that was years later when yeah. Bruce got the last section. Then it was like, oh, the last section's up for grabs, and then that became a thing. So Kelly held that position for, for a long time. a decade. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And Bruce's end section was, I mean, which movie was that? Campaign. Yeah. Oh and wow. I mean, he was the. This is good stuff. <laughs> he was the, he was the new kid on the block. You think people he was the whole package? He realized this. And the, the way I set it up on that movie is I had Kelly second to last, so you thought it was over. You didn't even know Bruce was in it. You just went like, "Oh, Kelly got a six section, cool." And then it was like, then Bruce pops up, yeah. and you're like, "Wait." Well, okay. <laughs> was it was that? I don't remember which movie. The last part is the the like most coveted. I mean, in skateboarding, in the last part, right? And in surfing, too, usually it's pretty oh, big. Taylor's um, Shane Dorian got the last Campaign part. Campaign 2. Campaign yeah. 2. Yeah. But that wasn't... And everyone thought, because Slater was second to the last part, right? Yeah. And, and I remember the first time I was watching it, I was like, of course, Kelly's got the but last part Shane? again. And, well, you know, you kind of don't think about it. You kind of don't, you know, you're not... As you're watching it for the first time, yeah. you you think that you've already seen Shane, yeah. and then you have Kelly because you always think Kelly's at the end, and you're watching it, you're watching it, you're like, oh wow, fuck, he is ripping, and then all of a sudden you see, whoa, there's another part, and it's Shane Dorian. I'm like, oh my god, 
That was so sick. That so I Kelly, Kelly was unseated. I, I have a funny story about that. So we premiered that movie. And like what I would do is before the movie went to DVD, I would premiere it and sort of get feedback and sort of tweak things if they bothered me. And so that one... We premiered, did a big premiere in like, I think it was like the Kardashian's house that Fuck like. off. Yeah, like. And that was one, the one Kanda- of my, What? The Kardashian. Yeah, it was up in Malibu yeah. and like, Andy, I think, flew in with a helicopter. It was like nuts, like premiere. Like it was crazy. And, and we showed it and I think I had like Shane, Shane second to last section there. And Andy was third. And, and Shane was second to last and Kelly was last. And as I watched, I just saw the vibe of everybody's response to Shane. They're like, ooh. They were just, it was like, it was sort of obvious. The energy, the energy was obvious. So I, I pulled Kelly and Andy aside together and said, what do you guys think of Shane got the last section? And they're like, 100%, he deserves it. Wow. And so they both agreed. and, and Because and, at that time, they all knew like the last section. And yeah, like, oh, it, was, like, it was a thing. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Hey, he, were he, you scared? He won the. Uh, I was just like I didn't know what to do because it, like I think Andy's section holds up the longest actually. Like yeah. Andy's section from that movie is still I think one of the better sections that I made. Yeah. And so, but it did, doesn't. Do you remind me what Kelly's where Kelly was surfing? In he was surfing sh- massive super. I was just gonna say. I was gonna say that closing out like yeah. Toilet and that was fucking. It wasn't serious. It was. It was, it was maxing out. It was crazy. It was yeah. like, and he had like the muse as a song. Um, Sick, dude. And Andy had had Nine Inch Nails, Ugh. and so like the, the soundtrack was was bananas. Yeah, and uh, Andy was at like Reunion Island Lefts, and oh then oh my god, and so like I gotta watch that movie again because um, <laughs> that was fucking that that must have been really hard. But easy for you to come up with that, like, okay, I, I'm not gonna, you know, you're, I'm not saying you're a perfectionist, but you're like, wow, this movie should be better if, if Shane, you know, we're gonna end this. But that's, I just like, like it was, it was, but he was pushing the boundaries. Yeah. But but sometimes when you're in the editing room and you're laying it out and it's just you versus, yeah, you you feeling the crowd and the energy. You obviously it's a, it's a no brainer when when you are in that setting. You're like okay. Yeah. yeah. When when you're in the editing room, you're basically like you're in your the footage starts to get numbing. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just sort of like piecing the puzzle together. It's work. It's work, and you're work. piecing it together, and you're making it hit the music. And the footage that you thought was so amazing, you're like, is that even that good anymore? Yeah, yeah. And then, because you've seen it, like, like what we would edit one section, it would take us like a week to edit the section. And like three minutes, we'd, we'd just sit on it for a week and just sort of like mix it around and try this first, try that last. And then like, I remember Andy, he didn't have like a huge opening turn. And that was like a thing that was bothering me about his section. And then Kelly, wow, Ke- fucking good shit right here. Kelly had like he had like the dramatic like soup bowls, and he had like sort of the, these the, weird the spit out like the weird sort. Yeah. Of, he had a weird like dramatic opening and closing turns. So like it was sort of like okay, that one feels natural for an end section. And then Shane had like the first sort of big toe sessions at Chopu, Jaws, and all these sort of big waves mixed with a small wave ripping. So it was like the most like diverse yeah so it was like very confusing on what to use but like 
Yeah, I, I remember just being numb to it all and being like, I don't know, like they're like I know these are the three best sections, but I don't know what order to go because like I really wanted to give Andy, like Andy at that time was like at his like peak. He was He's probably world champ. He was world champ. Yeah, he was like I think he number one in the surfer pole. He was like like sort of number like. One. He was the guy. Yeah. yeah. And I automatically, give, you would give him the last part. I wanted to give him the last part, but like I didn't have, like, it started off with a floater, you know, like a, a setup yeah. turn. And it was yeah. just like, it was against the sort of like rules, you know, and the song sort of built. And I don't know, it was a little confusing for me. But anyways, like when I watched back, I, I just saw Andy's section just the other day because I was looking at Italo's thing that oh, yeah. he released. So sick. Yeah. I, I don't understand what's going on there. Is is Italo surfing in the waves that Andy surfed, or he surfed trying to wave for wave? Similar waves, but he yeah. he made the same turns. Edit. He made the edit match. Yeah, the oh, same exact. So, okay. Andy top turn Italo tap. You know barrel. Yeah, barrel, yeah. I, like, I saw the post on yeah. that. I was like, what's going you on? He basically it's so copied. Sick. It's it's sick because it's he so just sick. copied it exactly like. And he does a carve, and then like each, yeah. like they're, te- you could put two monitors and they match up. Yeah. slip slides wow. or coping slides or whatever you call them are yeah. f- fucked. But they are similar <laughs> to Andy's. I don't cuss often, but I'm watching them. I'm like, it's the most underrated turn out there because it doesn't look because you're not throwing like a crazy spray or whatever. But he's. He's literally like sliding, sliding across yeah. the lip. Oh, yeah. That's my signature so move, Lark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. But Andy was doing these turns like where he he used to do it all the time in Super Hollow Ways where he'd hit it as hard as he could. And then he'd be up top and you'd have to figure out how to get down. Like he'd just airdrop Air down. Drop, yeah. But he just had so much confidence that he'd just hit it and be like, I'll figure that part out later. You know, yeah. like and just... Yeah. So you talked about your like premieres at the Kardashians or whatever, but... You you put a big emphasis on like the the, the tour stops and, and promoting and you would have some of the, the bands that were in the mu- in mm-hmm. the movie and it was a big production like was that a revenue stream or it was just to promote sales or did you, you know how- yeah the tours were just fine it, you know like for me that was like where I could let off the steam and sort of like release that movie watch it with a whole bunch of fresh eyes when you watch it in the audience you sort of like see it through their eyes and it looks completely like new and you so i got to watch it like and just release it and i we toured like we tour for two months with pennywise and just like go around the world and just like um have these crazy parties and and fun times everywhere and then then it'd be like all right we did two months of that let's go back to work yeah Yeah. like let's do the next one so um those weren't production, but like the guy who did them, Rick DeVoe, he went on to manage Blink, and then Blink blew up right after, and it was like Blink was part of our crew, and and, and that and that goes to your you know next chapter of your you know your career is you started here dominating the surf video market, and then you started doing music videos because of your relationships with a lot of these these bands and Rick or Blink or yeah. Pennywise and all these yeah. guys, and how how did that come about? Yeah, like, uh, wait, you made music videos? Yeah. Huh. I did not know that. What? I didn't. <laughs> yeah. For who? Um, Brian Setzer. Seltzer. Setzer. Setzer. Brian Straight Setzer. Cat Setzer? Yeah. Sick. Um, Unreal Law. Blink. Blink um, Jack Johnson. 
Yeah, we we just made a Pretty bunch. Nice. Yeah, you know, like I went down that route for a bit, and that was that was great. But like, but that's when MTV was blowing up, and people were making the budgets movies. were huge on those. Yeah, yeah. or not huge. movies, uh, music videos. They were huge. Yeah. yeah. So before I, I want to talk about more about that, but can we talk about the the video um, succession? So it was one step beyond. Then momentum. <laughs> oh my God! You're gonna go through. <laughs> <Then> focus. <laughs> this, will be, this will be a while. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm he going, doesn't, he doesn't, I want to hear remember, this. Dude. I want to hear. Let me get. Let me bring up the cue. <laughs> bring, bring up the cue. Yeah, maybe James would be better. <laughs> oh my this God! Because like this is, I know the earlier ones better than maybe, I know the later. Come on, bro. I want to know because I want it chronologically. Hey, so this Wikipedia. This guy. campaign and then campaign two and then stranger than fiction stranger than fiction. I mean, there's so many movies. But then in between, there's drive-throughs. There's also yeah. And people like, don't even I don't even know when people are like that one Taylor Still movie you're in I'm like I don't know I was in so many <laughs> alright while you're pulling up yeah not really let's talk just... about when when Late Night Larson oh my gosh come on you guys. came into the crosshairs of Taylor Steele I think yeah, he saw I, I think he saw all my like you know no, se- no, no. sections and like no 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 <laughs> so so the, the way that it worked that when Jay came into the mix was I had a, two filmers at that time, and was it P. San Maria or was it Dave M. G.? Both. Yeah. Yeah. I remember M. G. Yeah. yeah. So basically, I would send these guys out, and they were with um, you know like guys that were in the previous movie, and then on those trips they'd bring somebody new, so the next recruiting guy, recruiting guys, people, but yeah. they would be with like two of the guys from the original one and one new guy generally. Yeah, and so we bring guys on trips all the time, and then the pressure's on, and they wouldn't get clips, and so then they'd be like, "All right, we're not going to bring that guy on. It's waste of our yeah." All right, and he's a dick, <laughs> and that happened too. There's guys that definitely did make the cut yeah. from their attitudes for sure, and so uh, I sort of remember Jay from just seeing the clips that came in first, and was like, "Oh, these clips are great," and I was like more analytical because I didn't hang out with them. I was more of like. These aren't good. These are good. Yeah. These are amazing. Okay, he's got five clips. All right. And he's yeah. got a cool mullet. And he's yeah. got none of that. And, and he's got play. a cool green wetsuit. But ben, Benji and, well, Rizal was sort of new to me at that time, too. But, like, Benji was like, you gotta, you got to put these guys in the movie. They're awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I, he was pushing for them. And I'd be like, yeah, but... You know, we like have these, so many dudes. Yeah, there's a lot of crew. There's a lot of crew. We have a 40-minute video or 40-minute, and it was like, all right. And so I, I can't remember that how many waves you how many waves did you have in the first one? I, not many, but yeah. I we usually would share a song with like two or three dudes. You know, mm-hmm. so it would be like whatever normal section would be, we'd be split between like three dudes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you a story. Oh my god. And I think it's it could be true, or I might have made it up. <laughs> But, no, 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 Lark. I don't know Fuck you. I remember this. I remember Sam Yago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, Sam Yago used to work for Taylor for poor specimens. Yeah, doing marketing. Sales. Yeah. Marketing sales. And I would always, like, talk to him. And, you know, every order would just keep, you know, yeah. ramping up. We actually so used to surface sport as a gauge of how well the movie was. Yeah, he, he had to listen to Lynn and like, oh, this guy is, you know. Yeah. It, was, it was like, if they ordered, what, 100? Yeah. 100 DVDs, how quick does it move through there? 
channel. It is is how is sort of a gauge. We yeah. can gauge it for the world. Yeah. <laughs> so we would be like, oh, that hundred moved in yeah. three days. All right, this thing's gonna be yeah. this this big. It was pretty phenomenal. I I loved when you would come out with new movies, you know, and because I mean, yeah, like we we started off with like, yeah, give me a dozen. Oh yeah, yeah, give me two dozen. Oh shit, you know. Yeah, I need a hundred. We yeah. need a hundred. Yeah. Uh, no, fuck. We need, let's say, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred. It got to those totally. numbers. You know, totally. It got to those numbers, but I distinctly remember because Lar, you know, he was a a new pro trying to make a name for himself and. I wasn't his mentor, but I was his sparring partner on the ping pong table, right? right. And we would always like razz each other. I'd be like, dude, you fucking, you, you play ping pong like you surf. You're not fucking into it. You gotta have the eye of the tiger, right? And I'd be like, bro, you gotta like, you gotta like, you know. Be hungry. Be hungry. I smoke them. You fucking, you, <laughs> 78% of the time. 78% of the time, but I put doubt in your head and what you were, right? Yeah. And I said, bro, you know what you need to do? You need to, to go down to fucking uh, San Diego and hook up with these guys with Taylor Steele because his videos are the best and you have to be part of it. Yeah. Do you remember that? No, but uh, <laughs> I watched Momentum and Momentum 2 and I'm like, how do I get these freaking movies? I swear to God, uh, I told him. I was about to I will, I will put my hand on a Bible and... Because I distinctly remember yeah. telling Jay, yeah. bro, you need to be part of the movie. No, it was weird because at that same time... My mom was saying that too about my brother. Yeah. <laughs> you need to put Cody in these movies no. so he could be famous. Yeah. No, but at the time, um, I was surfing San Clemente and Salt Creek. And, you know, you're, you're all... You're down here and I, I would surf in my zone. And I, yeah. I somehow hooked up with the Snapping Turtle guys because they come up to surf Newport. And occasionally Huntington, not often, but it was mostly Newport. Salt Creek, Lowers, all that. And I actually kind of, they, they're the ones that embraced me like early on and were like, hey, we want to, you know, film you and give you a part or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm, anybody wants to film, I'm all down. Yeah, yeah. But I think I spent a lot of time like with that crew early on mm -hmm. because it, there just wasn't a relationship. And, That's right. You know, and until we started, go, you know, doing some, some traveling and stuff. And what I was that first hard, movie? What's that? that? What was the first movie of Snapping Turtle? It was uh, Voluptuous, Voluptuous, or... and Voluptuous Two. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But uh, I haven't heard that name in a while. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> and uh, it was just like one of those things where it's like you know where you hung out because at the time we weren't we were trying to do it, contests. It was clicks as well. It was it was clicks, but we were just trying to you know do the PS AA or the Bud yeah. Tour or whatever yeah. it was, and then go do a couple international events. And how do you get on these like? surfing or surfing or surfer magazine trips and how do you get with the crew and it was all tough and yeah. how hard it was to get so so in but it was Lyndon, Lyndon I, I think I owe him as much uh, as the, I owe you Taylor ben, so, so, so you start hanging out with Benji and Benji told Taylor you gotta get late story. night lar yeah. late night lar on yeah. the program yeah. yeah yeah. but going going back to Benji <laughs> be careful this is I don't know who's gonna be listening <laughs> He's what amazing. age group? <laughs> yeah, the boys are gonna be listening. But um, so one of my questions was, who who was the hardest on themselves 
for a, for a segment. Not Kelly, because we already you know we already know he's well, sure the world. Kelly was. You know, you set up with Benji as and far I, as like, and I know Benji, and that's why I brought it up because I ben, Benji was just hard on himself, where he would do an amazing turn, and he would just give up. He would kick out, and it was an amazing turn. All he had to do is another amazing and one, turn. one more turn, and he was like set. Even a half turn would have looked amazing with that. Yeah, but he just kick out because he's like, oh, I dug a rail, and nobody, you can't tell that he dug a rail. Yeah. Nobody would know. And so he was so hard on himself. He was so in his head that he sort of held himself back in that. It was tough. Yeah, yeah it was like, tough to watch. I'm like, we're free surfing the best waves in the world, and you're like, you're 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 kicking out, freaking out. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? But he yeah. was hard on himself. Yeah, there. I I would say like filming him in good waves, like waves that I would want to surf. There's many times where I'd be like, fuck, just. I don't even want to be filming right now because you're not having fun. And I know if I went out there, I'd be having fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, and I want to go surf. I'm like, you're making me want to just surf. When I'm filming guys ripping, then it, I'm like, I have no desire to surf. I was yeah. just like, that's... Yeah. yeah. And then my, my other question was, who was the surfer where you used to say like, hey, you got to wear the same wetsuit and ride the same board sticker placement so it looks like you're not surfing for a year. You know, like we want it to look like this isn't a real... Who could go out and execute a part in a couple sessions or a week or a trip yeah i would say that you know the it just obvious, depends the obvious names like always you got the clips that much faster yeah kelly and um like they execute they, kelly and shane shane i remember for like good times he had 20 waves 30 waves was the part and it was our last day i was flying out from france and there was a swell forecasted the day before I flew out and I was going back and I was editing and I wasn't going to see him again. He was on tour and he, he knew that and he got 10 clips the last day Yeah, because he buckled down and did it. And so that's like, there's certain guys that just step up. Yeah. There's other guys like, you know, Chris Malloy, he wore a red wetsuit for all, all good times for the whole year. And so he made he made it look like uh, he made it look like it was one session, but it was like Naralu, and then it was like Anglet, and then it was like Ventura, and you yeah. know it wasn't one session, but yeah. yeah, he wore that same wetsuit, and but he got himself apart, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Chris and and, and Jason and, and a lot of you know a lot of the crew that obviously didn't go the full like you know tour route or whatever. I mean, everybody ripped. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, definitely. Everybody. So, so let's talk about. Sorry that I cut you off on the music side of things. Yeah, uh, was that was that a, a big accomplishment? Did you feel like uh, you know, like for me, uh, I think it's fucking amazing. I mean, of course. Um, I would say the music video side was sort of like short lived, but like a, a good learning experience and good. For me, like I, I feel like I've had, I'm, I'm proud that I've had like a really, you know, evolving, improving film career yeah. from basically not knowing how to make films. So like, there's a bunch of things that I'm proud of. On the yeah. Side, but there's some helicopters flying by right now. Yeah. We probably can't pick it up, but but we can hear it. Um, but yeah, they're like making. Um, but just different genre, different ideas, different everything. Even though it goes back to the yeah. sit in the, you know, the office and the editing machine and, and going back and the 
the process is the same, but it's a whole new relationship, whole new avenue, whole new connection of yeah people. I, I would say like like just going, just sort of finishing up the surf side of it, and we could transition into other stuff. It on the business side, like Stranger Than Fiction was sort of the last peak. It was like the last big thing that was released, but we knew it was short lived because the music industry was dying. Yeah, mm. and and at that time, like like every movie was like 20% less than the previous, like campaign two was our biggest seller. And I think it was like 40,000 units. And then it just sort of like started dropping from there drastically, 20%, 25% dropping. So like my budgets got tighter and tighter. And I, that's when I started getting more creative. I would be like, instead of spending two years filming, I would spend two weeks, this time tomorrow, missing. All those ones are real short. Yeah. Yeah. Intersection. Filming. Intersection was a like a completely not even filming. Yeah. You know, like other people filming. Yeah. So it's like you just get more creative as a filmmaker and sort of like thinking of new ideas because the budget just kept shrinking and shrinking. So that's when I started making commercials and like moving down commercials yeah. and now I make documentaries and do other Yeah, stuff. so he he's done uh, Corona and Corona, Apple, Apple, HP, Pacifico. Yeah. Um, you know, like all the biggies, but like those things are like such a learning thing because like $2 million for two days, yeah. 40 people on set, all these people you're managing, the stress levels through the roof and it's just like two days and then you're like done. That's crazy. So like from starting that, like making surf movies to two that Two years stage, to two days yeah. to... Yeah, it's quite, like such quite, a... A hundred times the budget. And, yeah. yeah. It's like a, a year's salary in two days. But like... Two week prep, two week post, but it's like the most pressure you could ever imagine. Yeah, and then it's like from there moving, I do like Nat Geo documentaries now, yeah. and so it's like those those things are like sort of more planned out and like. Well, those aren't planned out, but like it just as far as like a filmmaker, like I I sort of take pride in my earlier movies to not feel well. The early '90s were all the same, but after the '90s, I felt took pride in that they started to be more diverse. Like mm-hmm. it would be like. I would do Sipping Jet Streams and like Drive Through and like, you know, like all these yeah. different ones that were like. You were getting artsy. There were arts, artsy and different, and my hero was Beck, and Beck's albums were different. Yeah. yeah. And so that's where I sort of take pride in like the beginning stages, like I was just lucky to be in the room, the 90s, yeah. and just documenting surfing. And then. Can we, can we talk about September Sessions? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't make it. I didn't make it. Yeah. Wait, what? I made Shelter, but uh, yeah. September Sessions was Jack made that. Yeah, Jack made September Sessions. Yeah, and that and that was going to. But go that was under. It was your like umbrella, it, it was right? like in the same family, like yeah. Same, same. And that, and that was going to be my thing is you've you kind of paved the way with your poor specimen name and your distribution channel is like yeah. you kind of allow Greg to kind of Greg, do the drive drive yeah. yeah, you know, you got Josh Landon that did art yep. and a couple of. Then there was oh, like Chris, Chris uh, Thicker Than Water, and September Sessions. Yeah. And then, like, we did Shelter together. And then it was um, but, Matt but, Bouchane did, did, yeah. did um, Momentum Under the Influence, uh, Dude Cruise. Um, yeah. Then he went on Trilogy, Shelter, Mother. Days of Change, The Drifter, Modern Collection, Castles in the Sky, Intersection, Here and Now, This is Tomorrow, Missing, Proximity, 
Um, this what, is all Taylor Steele. I don't know. I could go on for about an hour, but this. I is, know, but people need to. This hear is this. about his body of work, and this is all of it. And I don't want to just. Um, no. Yeah, I, I I take pride in that. Like Joe G, Matt uh, Matt Bashane, um, Kai Nebel. Like I have great relationships with them. Um, they all those guys came under your, from. Yeah, they we all worked together in the beginning. So like they were like Matt Bashane was an intern. Joe G was an intern. Um, Kai was like. Only a filmer, he he didn't know how to, he didn't edit, you know, like and so there's like a progression there, um, that. Was. But you're you were happy at that time in your career to pass the torch, so to say, or just I'm just supportive just of other like, filmmakers, and yeah. I, I'm a fan of their. If, their if they're work. successful, it's going to help everybody. Their influence affected all the movies that were at the time. Strange of the Fiction, you can if you watch it now, knowing that Kai edited it, you listen See to the, the soundtrack. Yeah. Listen to the way you look at the edits. Yeah. You watch um, Campaign Two. It's Matt Machine, and you look at the music. You look at the edits. Like they had strong influences yeah. on it. So yeah. it's it's a collaborative thing. Filmmaking to me is like a team thing, and that's what I fell in love with working with the guys. And then I then as far as crew working on it is the same. Yeah. So it's like big big collaborative tribe. So so, so I was just gonna say like a, a side note is I mean you're really good friends with all obviously all the the momentum generation guys you're not just you know i'm in it for for work you're you're your yeah. friends it's a group yeah. i mean yeah. everybody saw you know the the momentum um hbo special documentary but um how was it being around like the guys on tour especially like world title contenders like kelly and you're like here he is trying to win titles yeah. and do this, but then you're trying to take his time away to do these films. Like, here's the deal: I, I felt like such a second, second uh, priority on the tour. Yeah, you know, like I was traveling on tour, and I felt like such a low priority that it was, it was a little bit of a soul crushing experience. And so I was actually like with the guys that lost. Yeah, the guys would lose, and then I would like we'd go off like. Yeah. Like Rob lost in Reunion, and I can't remember who else. But then we'd fly off to re. No, they would lose at J Bay. We'd fly to Reunion. Yeah, and, and get our clips. And it's almost like they were trying to make the guys still going in the contest jealous by scoring clips. <laughs> but like for me, that was like yeah, finally, and that's yeah, and <laughs> finally got a chance with some these guys. Yeah, yeah and I, I'm I'm only saying that because I. I've been there and I've watched it all go down and like, you know, I've been involved and I'd be like, you know, comments are cool, but I so want a good clip, you know? Oh, and sure. Like, yeah, it was, it would eat at people that were still going. Because videos, yeah. right? Surf videos That's are watched over and over uh, and over. I still watch all the movies yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know? And, and, um, and as a surfer, I mean, when I, when I was talking earlier about the competitiveness and competition and you want to, you know, you want to win the event you want to win, you know, beat your fellow, it's, it's 10 times that in the surf movie and the clips. Like, I feel like that was like, and it kind of created this, there was a little bit of free surfing, you know, surfers making a living back in the early like 80s or 90s, but like. It wasn't really until your movies came out and others that oh, yeah. really kind of, hey, well, I could make a career the, by just doing photos and, and, you know, video segments versus like the competition side. So you kind of, you helped like bridge that gap, which expanded the 
opportunity for surfers that were coming up. It's, you know? it's crazy because the timing of all of it, you know, the momentum generation and the industry itself, mm-hmm. that was like yeah. the apex of, of the industry during that time. Like, and you were at the right place at the right time. Totally. Totally. It was just lucky timing, really. Lucky timing. But you executed very well. Right. Look, look like, I, I, I wasn't doing it for the timing part of it. No. I was I was a super fan. Right. That was like living in the moment yeah, of that something. was there. Yeah. You know, like and yeah. so you know, like that part, it was why it sort of like Yeah. Worked. So um we got twenty minutes. We gotta split. No, we so, don't, dude. Come on. Okay. You have to leave it. I know. I got a dinner. I got okay. dinner. Cool. But um, I wanted to talk about. Um, you, you moved to Bali. Right? Yeah. So yeah. Side note. <laughs> not just Bali. This guy had a plan. Yeah. A, a life plan with his I, family I, because s- of all the cool spots he's. Yeah. Traveled to. Yeah. I, I traveled for whatever fifteen years before this, yeah. and and. Um, Love that sort of like gypsy lifestyle. And when my wife became pregnant, I was like, all right, we need to come up with a plan that's responsible, a responsible gypsy. And so by, if we move to a new country every six years, there's a natural gap when kids would want to, their friend circle changes. It's like zero through six, they're with one set of friends. They start first grade through sixth grade, they're with a new set of friends seventh grade through high school they're with a new set so let's take those breaks and pick new countries that fit for their needs and our needs and like wow and, and do that so pick bali because i traveled a lot there's a lot of help it's a beautiful country they you know the hindu religion and and people balinese believe that the younger the child the closer they are to god they really are great with kids they would be great help when i'm go- gone shooting overseas then it's like when the kids get too old sometimes like in bali it's like sort of like a rich kid where they know that they have a staff and they know that they have like all these people there so they get sort of spoiled and sort of like start bossing them around they're too aware so it's like move them to somewhere that's like the childhood that i grew up with where you could ride your bike to the store it's not overprotective not helicopter parenting more independence more independence so i moved to byron bay and so that was during that first grade through sixth grade and then then like seventh grade through high school was like all right you know like what's prepared what would prepare them for the real world and what's like sort of a good like sort of like toughen them up and then get them creatively stimulated and like sort of like socially get them prepared and then it's like new york would be great for that so right (laughs) so that was our plan but but what a what a privilege and and sacrifice to be able to like work with the job you do, obviously, is it being, too late to adopt me? <laughs> being, being able to like, you knew the travel, you knew the cultures, you knew where you're going. It wasn't like a place that you didn't know. Because I can, I can yeah. honestly, uh, you know, forget everything I've learned and start over. But, <laughs> but um, I, did, I just, yeah. I mean, it's super cool. Yeah, super cool. In France, yeah, like like the plan was. Uh, you know, like go somewhere in Europe next, uh, France, maybe. Um, I'm sort of like looking at Portugal. I think there's a vibe there. So good. Um, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, so like. Oh, we want to hear a story about Portugal? <laughs> yes, please. Okay, so 
Uh, I have two, actually. One was this freak kid out of Oxnard, Timmy Curran. <laughs> I've heard of him. I, I would say... Underrated, by the way. Way underrated. Uh, today. Like, he doesn't get oh, enough credit dude, for what he, he did. He, he pretty much created the alley-oop. The first kid to do the alley-oop. Yeah. And like, down the line, front so side, progressive. Like, it, I'm super progressive. That kid was a freak. In a good way. Yeah. Um, Shane was so... Shane. Dorian was oh. so pissed that, like, this little kid was just creating new moves. and st- Like, it was a mission... Oh. Mission statement to himself of trying to look, trying to do the alley oop, and he did it on this he did it on this trip in Portugal. Me and Saxon and a couple guys like watched him, and he he tried. Shane, like, I must Dorian, have Dorian tried. I saw the raw footage. You I must have watched him a hundred and fifty two hundred times. Totally remember, and the, yeah, and he finally nailed it. And I was like, we we're all trying, you know, but yeah. He I tried was, harder. But I was kind of like, if it happens, it happens. He made it like, I'm going to do this move. There's no new kid coming up that's going to outdo me or whoever. Yeah. And it was freaking awesome. <laughs> Other side note, Portugal, we rent cars, take full insurance, and if they Driving got, if like they, if they, if they got damaged, them. they would. And we, uh, we, we destroyed a couple cars. Yeah. <laughs> And it was the night uh, that we found out that Tupac died. And me, Shane, Benji, uh, Andy Irons, I don't even know. There was a bunch of guys, Junjo, and uh, we were there, you know, traveling. And we heard and, you know, we went to, got some 40s and went and did a, you know, little little celebration of his life, a little tribute. You guys were all in a Tupac. And me and and Shane uh, destroyed Destroyed our cars, <laughs> and we were so freaked out. We're like, JJ, oh, don't listen to this part. How, how expensive is this going to cost? And we called the insurance company or the, the car company. They they went and picked them up, and then they dropped off new cars the next morning. Wow, new brand new cars. And I'm like, that's note to self: always buy buy, buy the full insurance program through the insu- <laughs> through the car company. Yeah. But uh, anyways, <laughs> Portugal, amazing, super nice. Uh, Beautiful, pump and swell. It's a little cold, but you know you're used to it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, as a side note, great story. As a nice so side note. So, (laughs) so Taylor, the movie Momentum Generation, the documentary with uh, Zimbalist. Yeah, the Zimbalist brothers and Robert Redford, producer. How how did that come about? So Rob's manager at the time, um, Justin, Justine. she just like had this vision that there is a story with all of these guys. And she used to manage the surfers, the band, when Rob Kelly and Peter King were a musician, a music band. So she, she was an outsider. She she's, was actually in, infused in the... She's an outsider from surfing, but infused but, with those guys yeah. in the early, in the 95 time. And so she just was like, there's a story with you guys. I don't know what it is, but like, like there's something cool here. So she went to Robert Redford and he was like, hey, you know, like my son serves. I love the outdoors. I love what these guys stand for. I think there's something there. I personally thought there's no movie. You? Yeah. I'm like, Taylor Steele said no. We're so vanilla that this is going to be boring. You know, like there's no story. Like we're not like heroin addicts that like recovered and like, you know, like, you know, like I just didn't see the story and I'm like, 
and I was too close to it. Yeah. And so um, we, Justine, like went and just really did the hard work and like went through like three directors to find these crews. Like all of them were like Academy Award winning director, documentary directors. Um, the ones that got didn't work out were also like award winning ones. And the ones that worked out, the earlier ones just wanted to make a Kelly Slater movie with plus friends. Yeah. And so she was like pushing that, no, it needed to be like a, a group of friends, yeah. not, not Kelly's story. Yeah. And Kelly didn't want to do it because Kelly um, was like, you know, like my career's still going. Like, let's do it when I retire. Mm. And, and so, but once, like, he was resisting the whole project all the way through until we saw it. Cook. <laughs> but when he saw it like it was so funny because we he saw it for we got to see it the night before um with benji um shane rob and me all got to watch it with the zimbalist brothers and we watched it in new york and we, we were like it was heavy we cried like there's some intense scenes that were really personal for us and we like it was powerful did you and, cut scenes out no okay good so um I wasn't involved in the production of it at all. Um, but we saw it all together and we like, like I gave all my footage to it, did an eight hour interview straight. Wow. And then didn't see it for an, a year and a half. Dang. Whoa. I didn't get to see any edits or anything. How, how did you get, saw it at the premiere. You gave him footage of your library, like your... All my library stuff. Like and how, how's, that, like how's that horse? Uh, housed, like, that's horse. How's your, how's your footage horse? <laughs> How is it? Like, how's your? How, it, how's it stored? How is it stored? Where do you store your whores? <laughs> um, it was how in Oceanside. Right? It was it was in Oceanside, and it was all these tapes. Okay. So the high eight tapes, the original tapes that I knew, I didn't even know what was on these tapes. And so the, there's some funny stories with that, but like um, basically, like I just gave them. Uh, it filled their rent a car. The rent-a-car was filled. <laughs> they had a regular, like, little, like, four-seater. And the, the people that came with them had to get an Uber to the... Because <laughs> they filled the back seats with all these tapes. And I didn't even know... I don't know what I gave them. They might have lost 20 tapes. I don't know. Oh, yeah. my gosh. But I just gave them all my tapes. And I did an eight-hour interview. Sketchy. And then they drove off. Eight-hour interview. Yes. Straight. Straight. How much did they use? Well, eight seconds. Eight, eight. No, just they probably used eight minutes. Eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Um, but like, like, yeah. Basically, we all just did interviews, and we just gave permission for them to do it, and then we talked to each other and said, like, let's just not hold back. Let's just tell That's the cool. truth. Yeah. And like, we'll all forgive each other. So just like, just say what what the yeah. truth is, and don't hold well, feelings back. To, you know, when you say that, like. You guys, I, I, I didn't hear anything disparaging about each other. There or, was stuff was that it? there was stuff that was said that didn't make the storyline that all of us couldn't sleep at night because we're like, "Fuck! Why did I just completely throw them under the bus?" Huh. And I'm gonna be the only one throwing people under the bus. I'm gonna look like an asshole. You know? So yeah. like, like we all of us like called the next day. And go, hey, I just did my interview and I, I feel this. horrible. Yeah, you know, like, but how how did your interview go? Like trying to get info from them, yeah. and they're like, yeah, no, it's not like I just yeah. And that and that's good because that's that's their job to get out the the 
not dirt, but the rawness and the, and the, and the, the truth and like how you felt in that particular time about that situation. I think like for us, like we knew for a fact that like our story would have been pretty boring if we just like kept yeah. it politically correct yeah. or like just like didn't hurt people's feelings. Yeah. And so like we just like completely went like our story is boring. So let's just like really tell honest emotions and feelings about each other and let then give them as much opportunity for success yeah. as possible. Yeah. But but honestly, you all have an interesting facet, you know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. it's totally true that like, almost everyone came from broken homes, right? And like, the demographic of your dad being a fucking, you know, bravado surfer, yeah. and then having you not be one, yeah, it's disappointing, but... You know, look what you've done, you know? Yeah, like Crazy. I would say me and Rob probably had the most stable families, which is why everybody stayed at our house. But everybody, you know, like else, like yeah. had like really problematic situations. Yeah. yeah. And 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 we talk about this all the time and, 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 and it's in all kinds of cultures or sports or hobbies or whatever. You find a bond, Common. yeah. A camaraderie. Yeah, your your and, tribe. You yeah. find your tribe. Yeah, you find your tribe and, and and surfing, you know, we talked about little clicks or whatever, but essentially, like, we're, we're in a brotherhood. We're in a bigger, you know, like, picture than just yeah. the guy down the street or whatever. And whether you meet at uh, surfing a different spot or a contest or a tour or a photo or a video, like, yeah. you know, it's it's pretty cool. How we connected we, that way 100%. from surfing. For and, sure. Yeah. yeah. And just to circle back to when I moved all over the world, I, I could do that because of surfing. Yeah. You know, like, I would show up in Bali and I had instantly friends. Yeah, you've been show up in Australia, of tons of friends, such, yeah. such support. No, that's because you're a celebrity, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but it but might, yeah. well, the, the making movies would have helped for sure. But no, like, no, but no. surfing as a, as a tribe, without, without a doubt, it, it definitely helps. Like we we interviewed uh, Jake Patterson, uh, I don't know, Jake the Snake, yeah. Jake the Snake, a few weeks ago, and he was at my 21st birthday here, yeah. and, and and we had a, a warehouse rager, and I'm like, hey, I still have the the mug. That, that, you, so cool. that, that you and Will gave me with the engraving and everything. He's like, yeah. no freaking way. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's 25 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Wow. And I go, it was like yesterday. And that's yeah. what's scary. I you know, know that's so quick. <laughs> but, um, you know, and those, those, whether you, you meet somebody for uh, a short trip or a destination or whatever, like you, you feel like you still have a bond, you know, throughout. Yes, 100%. And, you know, going back to your body of work with all the surf video the momentum generation it's crazy and it's awesome that it was made really more mainstream mm. you know what i mean like like yeah. that document that yeah. hbo yeah. documentary 100%. made it so um uh it amplified what you guys did you know yeah a couple of fucking surfers from yeah, you know. And, yeah, it's surreal. isn't that crazy? Your little it's bubble surreal. here and Solana but, and Tanitas, yeah. and then the now you're the, global. <laughs> like you know, when when you're when you were doing it and and making the movies and and having the premieres and having a good time, you're like, wow, you know, like I'm ca- I'm kind of having fun doing this and I'm making decent money and this is my career. And then fast forward today, it's like <clears throat> the effect that you had and. On the world of surfing, you know, of surfing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lucky. Hey, it's huge. You're pretty well. Cool. Well, huge. 
the lesson from that for me is that yeah, tell our listeners like <laughs> I, I would say the lesson about to the lesson from that is really like that everybody should really find their passion yes if you find your passion then it reverbs to other people finding their passion yeah yeah and it's that's that, that's sort of as simple as I could put it I found my passion yeah, yeah. And it reverbs and it opens doors, and you find like-minded people, and you help elevate. Do, do you sometimes, though, Taylor, sit back and you're like sitting there, you know, like, you know, after we leave today, and we, we bring this all up, and you, you you'll reflect on the conversation, and you're like, he's gonna have, he's gonna fish that bottle of tequila. <laughs> but uh, but only day starts reading off my list of movies. No, like, like <laughs> Taylor, you. Fucking uh-huh. elevated and progressed so yeah. much uh, yeah. all of, globally. Yeah. You've globally, historically yeah. added. Yeah. What was my mission statement here? <laughs> you with know him? what I mean? Like you've globally 25 added most progression so, to surfing. So here, here and the culture and the industry. It's fucking rad. I, I don't I don't take compliments that well and I don't take insults that bad. So yeah. like I keep in the middle. And so for me, when you start saying that, I just feel like I was lucky to be in the room. Yeah. yeah. I was lucky to be in the room with these guys because as a super fan of surfing, yeah. I was filming the best guys and I knew it. Yeah. And so I was just excited. And I didn't want to let like, them down. Yeah. yeah. So that's the way I approach it. You're all on a journey, you're part of a, a a bigger a bigger thing and you're just like this is what you're doing and I'm gonna this is sit, what I have to do you know, yeah. I'm gonna document and we're gonna work together everybody had roles yeah everybody had roles yeah. and and that's what's cool um we gotta leave soon I'm gonna hit uh, <laughs> a few uh quick strikes right here okay um if you're ever locked down again in COVID uh where where would you be right now if you could go Australia yes what part you, you stationed in Byron Bay. Byron Bay would be pretty good to be locked down. Because you, you're in the middle of... There's just Lenny's, yeah, there's there, Byron, yeah, there's and, like Brokenhead, there's like Suffolk, all, all there's all, the all these yeah. spots. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one. Uh, best surf trip. Best surf trip. Not, let what? me break that into two parts. Best wave surf trip. Best experience, lifestyle, culture trip. So the best the best trip that I filmed was with Kelly in Supols that Fucking was used a. in camping really? and we used it in sipping jet streams as a close for that part. Okay. And and it was Supols is phenomenal. So this was I have been there five times before. This was six days of eight foot Supols glassy all day. Yeah. It's Wind mini, is an issue there. It's a mini Hollywood. Yeah, this was Chopu Wright's. <laughs> Normally, it's Haleiwa, like a yeah. better Haleiwa. Or but this was Chopu Wright's. Yeah. And it no, was, I remember the footage. Yeah, so that was... I remember Kelly running up, and he ran by me, and he's just grabbing a sandwich, and he wasn't even stopping, and he was grabbed it and, and ran back into the water. And as he ran back, he goes, if I could repeat this day for the rest of my life, I would. Wow. And so he surfed for eight hours that day. Wow. Um, so that was the best surf session because I was like, I want to go back there so bad. I was capturing the best surfer in the world on his best favorite day. Okay, I'm gonna pause you just for a sec because I like to talk about myself. I went, I went there. You scored it with Pat. 
Were you there on that trip? No, no I went to Saxon and... Uh, oh, I remember that, yeah. Five. Saxon and Ramalzi. So Yeah, I don't Ramalzi? know. Ramalzi? Mike Ramalzi. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know if he was on your team. No, I don't even know. I just remember Saxon for some reason. Or something. You guys scored. There's you, guys scored. you guys scored. And you know, it was super fun. Amazing. And we... Yeah. You had to party on the other side of the island, which was like you had to hop on the, the local bus and tour around. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. My my flight back, I had a bunch of American Miles, and I was sitting, and I got upgraded because, you know, you're like, if there's no flights, I can upgrade and use my miles, get in first class. I was in first class, and I'm sitting there, having my cocktail, my own business, and all of a sudden, like, I looked to my side, holy smokes. I got, a, I got a supermodel over here. Like, who like, was it? Like, a like very hot Sports Illustrated supermodel. Who was it? She was the one. <laughs> no, you don't even remember. She was the one that had <laughs> all of that. But who was it? You don't remember. I, Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks? Yep. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> All right. And I was like, hold in at the time. Did you she, have hair back then? I had it all. Okay. But not hair. <laughs> you never wore a shirt. And, uh, Jay was always allergic to t-shirts <laughs> back then. I sell clothing. I hate clothing. And no joke, I looked. I was like, what? did your shirt to... come right off? And you like <laughs> showed a six pack? If you were on the beach, for sure. <laughs> hey, you need oil? Sunscreen? Uh, it's kind of hot here, bro. <laughs> yeah. And a freaking guy, she was with a bunch of handlers or whatever, and, and somebody dropped a bag out of the uh, rafters and, and hit yeah. her, freaking, like, almost knocked her out. Shut up. Swear. And it, it was a big commotion, and, like, the guy was like, didn't even apologize. It was just, like, a super awkward thing. And she was <laughs> beyond... She was bummed. Yeah. But her handlers were like trying to, you know, deal with, you know, this was, there was no security, you know, like back yeah, in yeah. the day, this yeah, is yeah. like in the yeah. 90s. It was. And so that ruined the moment for <laughs> so you? I was like, she was checking me out and she got a <laughs> luggage thrown at her head. So it was all good and then some. Why? Yeah. You know, I was going to change your. Yeah. Um. But that was my yeah. my story coming back from mm. Barbados. That's Tyra a good Banks story. Tyra Banks is a good story. Was doing a Sports Illustrated photo shoot, and that's a good story. She sat just two seats away. Oh, good story, good. Lark. Um, yeah. Good story. Yeah. That's a good one. I, I can't compete with that one for my my personal surf story, but I'll go with um, India. We found this new wave, and it was offshore all day, and. I was with Dave Rostovich, and he could only surf so long, so I would surf three times a day, and he would surf three times a day. And so the waves were just perfect barrels, and I was the only one out. Oh, my gosh. What so movie was that? Castles in the Sky. Who, who was on the trip? Just, just Dave. Just you. So he was like, I'm, I can't surf anymore. I'm, I'm just tired. I need to take a nap, and I'm like, can I borrow your board? you? No. No? He was sleeping. You cook. <laughs> But, but uh, yeah, I would surf when he would take a break, and the waves were just perfect all day. Do you, do you um, I mean, most surfers want to go somewhere tropical and, and killer and stuff that's been already surfed and they know they're going to score. Do you, do you have inspiration to go to, like, some of the cold water climates yeah. or places that aren't really, you're, you know, you're going to score? 
Yeah, like for a while, for a couple movies, I would just make them on like going to the new waves, and I went to yeah. like Iceland and some of these remote places, and I, I feel like I scratched that itch on far as cold water goes. Yeah, you know, like for me now, it's like trying to find that happy medium of like you're gonna get waves, but it's not too crowded. Yeah, yeah. it's tough. I mean, there's so I mean, you you see these new like like highlights of guys like Timmy, you know, going to the Arctic Circle yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And you're just like, it's yeah. a gamble. Yeah. But but it's obviously inspirational, like going surfing and finding these like perfect waves. Tons of waves in China, supposedly. Tons, I've, I've been to all the spots. I've been, yeah. to, I've been to China. I've been to Vietnam. I've been to Alaska, uh, India. Philippines. I've been, I've been to like all these remote places that you don't think surfing. Yeah. And I've done that for like good six years, seven years, and so I, I've sort of I, I I understand that. That's a tough. It's tough travel, and it's fun yeah. when you score. Like Just, it's so satisfying. Yeah, see culture and different. Yeah, yeah, but but for me, like uh, yeah, for me, on surf trips actually is is part culture, part part surf trip. Yeah, yeah. dude, we gotta go. Yeah, um, two two more. Okay. Is this the longest Kel- one? No. <laughs> Not even close. Okay. Uh, Kelly's Hold on. Kelly's Wave Pool. Kelly's Wave Pool? Yeah. Surf Ranch. Surf you, Ranch. You been? Yeah. Yeah. A couple times. It's good. Lars still hasn't. I invited him one well, time. Yeah. Let me tell you about the whole experience then. Yeah. <laughs> Can you please? Because it, it, I, I would say like it's one of those things that's... Bucket list, but yeah. There, there's some haters out there on the Wave Pools thing and I'm like a super wave pool fan I think it's super fun I think it's great for the sport I think the technology and the, the wave there's different yeah different waves different, different waves yeah yeah I think it's super fun um, yeah like um, I wasn't I didn't get to go to Kelly's wave pool right away so like kook <laughs> Kelly but um, yeah like I, I've got to surf it a couple times now and it is a fun day it's nice. phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's a perfect wave yeah. every single time. When else do you get a wave that you can get barreled for like ten seconds? Yeah. Like at my level, it's not not many. Yeah. I, I don't get that at Snapper. I don't get that you know at other spots. So no, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. And I I think you did Kalani's right. I've done Waco and Kalani's. Yeah. 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 Lars done Waco. I haven't. I was I've done, yeah, and I've done that Austin one that was like a, a old man, oh, yeah, old right. man well, version of Kelly's. <laughs> I was like, you feel the right? burn in the legs. I gotta, uh, you know, write a lot of big foam. Yeah, 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 just get just, just, a stand up paddle out there. Yeah. Kalani's yeah. um, is gonna be sick when they. That little barrel do. section they just added was yeah. fun. I, 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 I can. Surf that thing. Yeah. That thing was so Wait, tough. I'm a regular foot, so it's, it's yeah. sort of like an easier yeah. mind. They can't do opposite, same? No. no. They, they only built lane. sort of like, they will. I it's going to be a yeah. perfect thing. But yeah. 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 It's a testing zone. <laughs> it's testing. Okay. Uh, we got to go through these questions quick. Okay. So. Um, momentum reunion. When's the next one, bro? We So we, we did, did a we, snowboard one. We did a snowboard trip. That was epic. And it was and did Jay you Jay yeah. went and he was a legend on it. Like he brought, he was like best on ground. You yeah. know, like that's what we, our film crews, we like who's best on ground. Yeah. Jay was best on ground by a long shot. Yeah. Like, oh. Ready? Let's go. Like, <laughs> late night. So Up early, late night, let's go. Yeah. Come. I think now with all these wave pools and stuff, there could be, it should be, I don't know. Yeah. Come on. 
I, I don't. I want to do a reunion where we go like uh, to a destination. Destination where there's no surf, and we can just sort of like drink drink slento and just like chill. Yeah. And, you know, like, but can we? I want to be invited to that. Can yeah. we? Can we do like a little wave pool? Well, or that's where Palm Springs is pretty fun, yeah. Yeah. and like th- those things are pretty fun now. So I would say that's. But that's, the Whistler trip was so. We fun. went snowboarding, yeah. and so that was great. But the bummer was like Jay and. Jason Wiley and Benji, we're all playing cards all night and having fun, telling stories and like just all the stuff that you would imagine on a reunion. But Kelly and Shane were in their rooms watching snowboard videos, like trying to break down how they did. <laughs> they were so serious, you guys. If you think surfing was serious, we're so we did Whistler Black Home, which is like a, a physical like lift operation. It was meant to be just a fun trip. Uh, yeah, a lift like, operation. Get serious about it. Yeah. All right. Oh, tomorrow I'm gonna no, do this. No, it was a one. They were going to sleep early. They're stretching. They're like putting their gear on. We're like drinking beers and like it was playing a, cards. It was a one like, up. I'm gonna hit this jump into the flats better than you could hit in this. I'm like, you're gonna land on compact. Yeah. You're on Smith. Shane wanted to do an alley oop. Oh, uh, he was like working on his alley oops all night. Like no, <laughs> but then we went and did back country yeah. like cat like you yeah. know like it was amazing. Stuff. Amazing. Yeah. And uh, Knox, yeah, we're, we're just like, we just hope nobody dies because they're like, it snowed it was so a huge much, drop like 20 foot drop or something, yeah. And Knox just all the boys were practicing, Shane and Kelly, I think they went off it and they did good, but Knox wasn't as good, and so he went flying off it and just like did like a wind the windows down and yeah. like just like <laughs> killed himself, yeah. He got a concussion and had to go home. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, we got laid out. Wow. Because you tuck and roll. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so anyway. But, but the reunion, that would be awesome. It's coming. It's all right. It's and um, but another question or no? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to keep. I'm, I'm yeah, keep going. I'm, 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 no, I got to go. Gotta go. He, he lives here. Yeah. Laura, yeah. he's fine. <laughs> WSL. Yes. Are you a fan? Do you do fantasy? I do. Yeah? Yeah. Do you pick pick guys you're 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 you respect my or like my highest guys? rating my highest rating uh, was seventh in the world. Fuck off. Yeah. You got the number seven. Yeah. yeah. And, when? Um, a couple years ago, and then like I fan, fantasy shit. or WSL like there's a two leagues. No, right? the fan the surfer magazine. Surfer magazine. magazine. The real one. The real one. You were number seven in the world. Yeah. 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 Because that means that you look like. That means Maniacally he, watched your shit. That means he puts Brazilians on his team. Shut up. I, here's here's the thing. Like like <laughs> I will work on my team for a couple of days. Wow. Like I'll be Check like the working. I'll be working and then I'll be like, oh, I'll look at my team. I'm like into it. I'm a I'm a surf fan. Yeah, yeah I love it. I freaking love, <laughs> I love it. it. I love it. Yeah, me too. Because. It, we, we're in a couple leagues and we love to, you know, talk shit. It could be a dollar, yeah. it could be a hundred, I don't even yeah. care. But it is all about just being able to outperform totally. and yeah. outsmart your, your fellow You got to have your like B and C level guys be forca- like, the I'm looking right at guys. forecasts. I'm those looking are the, at guys. Those that- are the key players. <laughs> It's not your John John's get Gabby's. No, it's the middle. It's, it's, it's the middle of the back horse. It's the, the dark horse that scores you the most points. It's not right. the first four. It's the back four. Or if you commit to all those, yeah. Like I, I'm super new. I, that's, I miss doing that. That's, that's cool. I, I, dude, we, we bet. We bet hundred bucks each. It would yeah. like it'd be a fun little. Like, that's all that matters. It yeah. doesn't matter. It yeah. matter. So Taylor, thank you. Take us to today. Yeah. You know we're okay. drinking your. 
fucking amazing tequila. Uh, Tell we, us about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so, like, I guess just a setup on the tequila. Um, when did you start? I started a year ago, or I started four years ago, but it came out a year ago. And um, I was working with a lot of brands. I, I started as a commercial director, and then I, they brought me on as creative director, and I'd work with Corona um, down in Australia. I'd work with um, Pacifico here, and just sort of be a creative director for those brands and a bunch of other ones. And I just sort of like from that, I learned a lot, and I just went like, what do I stand for? How do I make a brand that stands for everything that I believe in? And so then I just really dove into my interests and... And that's where Salento came from. Um, and so I released that a year ago. It's an organic tequila. And it's, you know, like, I challenge anybody to find a tequila that's better. It's delicious. Like, I really spent a long time researching what makes good tequila. And it's letting the agave grow seven years. And then taking the best part of that agave. So, like, there's no shortcuts on it. And... I feel like the marketing was going to be there because that's sort of my background, making films and doing all that. But like, I wanted the product to be the product's there. Product's got a taste. It's, it's got. Gonna, it's yeah. got to hold up. So that's that's a that's my baby. That's my passion project. I spend ninety percent of my time on that. And then I'm also doing a National Geographic uh, documentaries, and I did one called Save This Rhino, and it uh, was with a cricket player, and we made this uh, two part series. And it really had a massive impact on actually helping save rhinos. Cool. And so we're just about to release a new one called Save This Shark with Mick Fanning. Ooh, and seen a lot of that. And that, that one, the goal is to sort of explain why sharks are important. Yeah. And, and also explain why there's some changes in the world, why there's sharks in new places like Huntington Beach, San Diego, Gold Coast. You know, like what's, what's changing it? So we did deep dive with... The top experts on that. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm super proud of all those things because, like, from where I started to now, like, it's such a wild ride. Yeah. It's cool. Fucking awesome. But it keeps your passion alive, but you're learning new things and new, new... I um, feel young. Yeah. Yeah. You look young. Yeah. 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 I hate you. (laughs) Dude, you know how old this guy is? You better shut your mouth. (laughs) No, but... um, Yeah, thank you. This has been fun. Absolute... Yeah. Uh, and anything cool and you want to do a commercial or promote your um, your Salento organic tequila or anything else <laughs> we already did dude I we know, just I'm talked just, about it I know I'm just I'm just saying future oh more future. oh you wanted to sponsor us no yeah. no I'm just saying well, <laughs> kind of but we'll cut that out but, uh, we don't have a tequila sponsor anyways <laughs> yeah. reunion uh, trip I'd be stoked to get uh the boys together. Yeah. And um, thank you for your body of work and thank you for supplying yeah. us tequila. Do you have a nickname, Taylor? Poor specimen. Um, <laughs> none, none that it really stuck. You know, like, I yeah. don't know if, uh, you know, like, I have a couple, but like, yeah, none, none that it really stuck. What's the couple? Let me, let us hear the couple. Uh, poor specimen for my dad back in the day. And then it was like Tay Tay. And then it was um, um, Steel Z. Steelzy. <laughs> and then it was like, uh, I got attacked by like a, a bear cat down in Mexico. So on a Corona shoot. And so it was like bear cat for a while. <laughs> Is it then, cool if I call you bear cat? <laughs> call me bear cat. I love bear cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That should be actually, yeah, that should be your signature name. Bearcat. Yeah, Bearcat. Can you change your Taylor Steele to Bearcat? Bearcat, I, I, Instagram. I'm formerly totally known comfortable with Bearcat. You Taylor call, Steele, if you call me Bearcat, I turn and look. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Bearcat it is. Yeah. Get well, a tattoo of Bearcat. <laughs> we hate to drink tequila and run. Yeah, oh, we yeah. got to go. But, oh my God, what a privilege and an honor to sit down with one of the most influential figures in surfing fucking history whoa mr taylor sure. bearcat <laughs> steel thank you bud the momentum oh, generation so good, so good. Um, yeah. proprietor of solento organic tequila thanks for having us here Dude, it was an honor. I was stoked. This was great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. That's fun. Yeah, that so was super fun. fun. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.